Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I'm an idiot. Absolute idiot. Yeah, I went to bed last night. And I was like, <laughs> why do you think I'm leaving? Boy, it sounds like uh, there's a good amount of rain coming tomorrow morning. For some reason, I just didn't assume it would be hitting me in the face at 6-whatever in the morning as I ran to the car. But sure enough, opened that front door. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but you know, it's obviously like pitch black when we wake up. So I have no idea what the weather looks like unless I check it. <laughs> totally. I, and I open the door and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, if you're an idiot, I'm a bigger idiot because I had no idea it was supposed to rain. I, I hadn't looked at all. I just walked out and was like, whoa. I was telling Kevin, it's quite fitting that this is your last morning, week of morning shows, and it was the darkest Monday of all time. <laughs> it was pitch black outside. Don't think I didn't think about it. Now, let me tell you what happened to me, though. So, as I've mentioned several times before, our parking garage faces Illinois, which is a one-way north. But there's an alley from Capitol that goes right in towards the parking garage. So you come across the alley, then you wait, you make sure there's nothing coming on Capitol, and you go, I mean, on Illinois, and you go straight into the parking garage. As I was entering the parking garage, which would be the south lane entering the parking garage, a car came out of the northern, out of the ramp exiting the parking garage, but instead of taking the right, which is the only way you can go on a one way north, screamed at about four art, like, like Mach 4, taking a left. Hmm. Screeching on the, the brakes and and narrowly like avoiding t-boning me. No need I, for coffee this morning. Yeah. To which I looked to the person to say, "Hey, man, it's a one way north. Like you can't even go south." And he rolls down the window and yells at me that he is. I'm not going to say any names. Um, a valet parker for one of the key hotels downtown in the area. Oh, he, and he is, does what he wants. Is simply taking the car to the customer out in front of the hotel. And I'm like, well, okay, but I would think you still have to follow the you would think. correct I, I feel like right? there aren't really driving rules from like midnight till probably like 7 a.m. And, and in his defense, when you're going from a parking garage to like an alley that's right next door, but you just probably want to look to make sure, you know uh, what I mean? Good Monday morning to you. If you believe in umbrellas, I would probably... <laughs> Rock one here on this Monday. We are in studio. There is no Colts practice today as they um, get back from Buffalo and look ahead to, I would say, probably the biggest evaluation week of the month of August, and that includes two joint practices with the Chicago Bears coming up Wednesday and Thursday night, and then that second preseason game, and really the NFL uh, with this preseason schedule, now just three games, You know, once you get through Saturday. You only have one left, and that comes up a week from Thursday in Philly. We will be out at Grand Park tomorrow for our final Colts camp practice. And and I assume, I I don't know, maybe I shouldn't assume, because in our world, 9 o'clock on a Friday can feel like a bit of a news dump. Um, Jake, we're breaking up, right? In case... People out there aren't on social media and didn't listen to the 9 o'clock hour on Friday. Uh, That is correct. We are... This is our final week as this show has it. I mean, we will still be colleagues and coworkers. Um, but 
A week from today, you guys will be joined by Andy Sweeney, who joins our station from Louisville, where he has worked for nearly a de- or over a decade and a half as not only a program director where he got the Colts to be aired on radio in Louisville, uh, but also as an entertaining radio host and a versatile one. And so he will join the two of you. And that's possible because I will be moving to the noon to three slot. And a lot of people have asked me, um, so Jake, are you doing a one-person show? The reality is no. For now, I will be the only consistent, I guess, presence on the noon to three program with a rotation of different people that will join me. Uh, Query and Company will be the name of the show, at least from the outset. I would assume that eventually it will be a two-person show, but for now, many of the voices that you're familiar with that you've heard for a long time will be joining me on different days, different hours. So I certainly look forward to that. I know you guys are looking forward probably to not only getting rid of me, but having a new voice on, uh, which will be fun, and then just adding to kind of the versatility and and probably finding finally some stability on the radio station in terms of the overall uh, all-day-long coverage of local sports yeah mark and i are going for drinks today after the show actually. i bet yep. in all in all seriousness mm-hmm. 11 a.m is that just, right mark once you get wait, everything posted ready to go someone till... say someone say a little too late in the morning 11 a.m of course then again on friday at 10 when you're fr- when you are truly freed from me uh you actually have to go with me because yeah. we're going to go to our golf event and right we got our back nine golf outing coming up this friday again for those looking for details on that our events page at 107.5 the fan perfect way to start the weekend. Uh, speaking of the weekend, obviously a ton of Colts chatter to get to as we recap the first preseason game for the Colts and the debut of Anthony Richardson. Uh, but Jake, you pretty much slept over at IMS this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, it was a full, full, full weekend of activity and a lot of fun, by the way. Derek White, who's a native of Mississippi but moved to Indianapolis, his uh, wife works at one of the local hospitals. Uh, Derek's a veteran, for that matter, served in the U.S. Army and is retired now. But uh, we had a lot of fun together. He he had bought at for uh, charity at auction the the chance to be the spotter, the credentialed spotter for the weekend. And he came out Friday. We had a full day of not only IndyCar practice and qualifying within the Indy next race and then Saturday and Sunday was absolutely packed with activity speaking of weather Saturday it was crazy like all of a sudden at the start of the Xfinity race a total deluge for like 20 minutes then rainbows and then like the most gorgeous sunset ever I didn't think they were actually going to finish racing and then had to get up tomorrow or tomorrow had to get up yesterday and go back and do it all over again Uh, in the end Michael McDowell the winner in the cup race Scott Dixon winning in the IndyCar race. Um, that that Dixon lot stat fun. amazes me. 19 straight years with at least one win. 54 total wins now, yep. And Graham what, Rahal had a hell of a run, by the way. You know, I almost felt bad a little bit for IndyCar, and I I don't know, maybe in this market I'm a little biased, hand-raised. I, I prefer IndyCar over NASCAR. But Jake, from Rahal getting on the pole, well, actually, let's go back to Friday after the show. You've got like a... When you rank the storylines, it's kind of the smallest of the four, but I think it's still notable. Elio Castroneves is going to be like a part owner with Meyer Shank Racing correct, now correct. moving forward. So he's going to still continue to do the Indy 500, but not going to be a full-time driver in IndyCar. So then you've got that. You have this wild Alex Pillow drama that I, it, 
if you don't mind, I'd love for you to give us kind of a Cliff Notes version of that. Then Ray Hall gets on the pole, and I, I know it's not the 500, it's not the Oval, but for everything he went through in the month of May, that was a pretty cool scene. Great. To see him get Great. on the pole for the road And his teammate race. was second. And they've had such a poor year overall as a team. And then the race itself, Dixon's got this you know big lead with you know a dozen laps to go, and Ray Hall just slowly but surely starts to reel him in, starts to reel him in, and you feel like with you know two or three laps, Ray Hall could have gotten it done. But obviously, Dixon, being the veteran that he is, is able to hold off Graham Ray Hall for again Scott's first win, and that is now 19 straight seasons where Scott Dixon has won at least one race. But again, Jake, this Alex Pillow drama, this dude has had one of the more dominant years in IndyCar we've seen in quite some time. Does he even need to show up for the last three races to clinch the season series? I would like, say at this point, he's got it in pretty good shape because Joseph Newgarden, who was the one chasing him at no fault of his, got punted early in the race and fell towards the back of the field and and Pillow was able to finish strong. So, And then next year, we've had this drama for about a year now, like Pillow's with Chip Ganassi Racing, but the flirtation with McLaren, who, you know, Zach Brown, you know, by some, the CEO of McLaren, a bit of a bad boy, and certainly has the money to, you know, ruffle some feathers by all accounts, and the drama continues this weekend, and what is the latest on where Alex Pillow will drive next year? So I'll put this in kind of layman terms for those understandably being probably the majority of our audience that are not diehard in the wool IndyCar fans. So Alex Pillow, as Kevin had mentioned, is a rising star who has already won a championship within the series in his past and did so driving for Chip Ganassi. Last year, towards the end of the year, word got out that Alex Pillow had, matter of fact, Alex Pillow had tweeted out that he would be leaving Chip Ganassi Racing to join Errol McLaren, which is Zach Brown Operates. Chip Ganassi Racing came out and said, whoa, not so fast. He's under contract with us for the season that we are currently in. Alex Pillow was like, well, wait a minute, what? And they went back, looked at the fine print. Yes, in fact, he was under contract. So Alex Pillow's like, okay, I'm under contract. My apologies. No harm, no foul. So it was an assumption from everybody that he would be writing out his contract this year with Chip Ganassi and then next year going and driving for Aero McLaren. Aero McLaren, in the meantime, has Alexander Rossi, Felix Rosenquist, and Pata Award. The assumption being that one of those seats would be vacated probably by Felix Rosenquist. Then they add the fact that Kyle Larson is going to be running the Indianapolis 500 for that team next year. So it comes out this week that Zach Brown publicly announces, you know what? Alex Pelos made it clear to us that he's not going to honor his commitment to us. I noticed he didn't say honor the contract. So my assumption is there was a handshake, understanding deal, but he had not signed any pen to paper for next season. Did he mention there was money exchanged? I, I thought I read something along those lines. There were some sort of finances exchange maybe sponsorship secured i think that's right i think he said a commitment to our sponsors or something along those lines but but polo so the assumption then from a lot of people was well polo must be staying with chip ganassi there is also the possibility that polo is talking to a formula one team however the formula one licensing as i understand it in order to sign on for a team for next year there is a bleed over that is after there's a weird a calendar discrepancy between the end of the IndyCar season and when would you would have to be in the fold for Formula One. I I think what a lot of people kind of had assumed for a while 
was is going to be the reality, and that is that Chip Ganassi is going to say, "We will." Alex Polo, according to those close to Alex Polo, Kevin is going to go wherever he is offered the most money. That that's the bottom line, and that's his right. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's about to be a two-time champion here, and that's F one or IndyCar or correct. He's a wonderful talent, but I I think there is the possibility that that driving as the primary driver for Chip Ganassi may be more financially lucrative to him than going, even though Formula One pays an obscene amount of money, he would be like a test driver and or an entry level with a team at at the Formula One level. So I think it's entirely possible he stays with Chip Ganassi. That would not surprise me. But it does appear as though the window's closed with Errol McLaren. Notably on that, too, the other thing that's interesting about it, uh, Zach Brown and Chip Ganassi are essentially Daniel Snyder and Jim Mercer. I was going to say, these two, we need to get them in the octagon as well. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch here over the last three weeks. Weekend off, and then we go to Gateway uh, next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but a week after that. I saw uh, Nathan Brown from Star does a great job covering motorsports for the Star. I th- said that he threw out the number like 120, 130,000 from a fan standpoint uh, over the course of the weekend out there at IMS. Is that an NFL draft Nashville number or is that an accurate number? Uh, that's an NFL draft Nashville number. 120,000 total? I thought he said 120 to 130,000 mm-hmm, total. Um, If I had to guess, I mean, I'm only in one corner, so it's hard to say. I would guess there were... Th- 25,000. This is a total guess. 25,000 on Saturday. Maybe 35 to 40 yesterday. That'd be a guess. Friday, 5 to 10. So, what's that? I mean, that would be my guesstimate. But yeah, IMS has attendance for what could be the final shared NASCAR IndyCar weekend at IMS was up year over year, well over 120,000 over three days. Hmm. That um, that seems high to me, but I, then again, I, I will say the area. To be fair, I'm in turn two of the oval, and the seating area is the main straightaway and turn four of the oval, and I don't see that area, so it, I can't. Just based off the couple times I've been to the road course race in May, that's where you want to sit, in my opinion, is turn four of the oval. Correct. When you get that first turn of the road course, I think that's where the most action can occur um we're gonna have joe wright join us here at the bottom of the hour and we'll obviously talk a ton about the colts uh, joel a erickson coming up at nine o'clock and the colts get back to camp tomorrow i'm guessing you didn't catch a whole lot jake preseason wise just because you were out there at ims yeah i was able to follow I, gosh regent Bryant is gonna go crazy right because i was actually doing my job instead of watching the game i mean here come the here come the those. Here comes the barrage. I, I, by the way, he has. For those that are unfamiliar, Region Brian on Twitter is always getting on me for not watching games. Uh, there's now like seven different Twitter accounts that all say the same thing about that. Who's your laddie? Is one of them. Does he have like seven accounts? Do we know? Are, are there Kevin Durant burners for I, for, I, for other burners? Yeah, I think Region Brian has several accounts. Um, I saw enough and went back and, believe it or not, I mean, did like look over the NFL weekend to know the situations with different quarterbacks so that you have kind of a barometer for other teams as well of what that are dealing with new quarterbacks and gives you an idea of where he slots. I thought Richardson, when you consider the circumstances, a brand new quarterback, new team, 
you know, that pick is one he probably wants back. But overall, I don't think, you, you know, you did see glimpses of what they're going to do with him in terms of being able to run the football, extend plays a little bit. Um, I thought the line looked like they were showing some consistency. I don't know about the depth at that position, but at least the core unit looked looked okay. Um, I I don't think that the Colts blew anybody away with anything, Kevin, but I don't think that there was any panic button pushed either. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I thought Richardson had, had a nice debut. I, I don't think there's any way to describe it in another way. I mean, certainly the, the interception is one that I, I think you'd like to see one of two things, and I know Isaiah McKenzie – Clear miscommunication there. Reggie Wayne was not happy with Isaiah McKenzie, and Richardson, I think, was expecting him to kind of cut off that out route a little earlier. Having said that, eat it, just take a sack, or just throw that ball into the stands. But, you know, he throws that pick, and I'm very curious to see, okay, how is he going to respond from this? And I thought every drive got better from there. I didn't think he was put in some great positions, like field position-wise. You know, they were backed up inside their own 10 a couple of times. Um, you know, Alec Pierce had that big drop down the field. There was a holding penalty in the red zone that put them way behind the chains. Uh, and obviously, Matt Gay cannot miss 28-yard field goals. So should have got some points after that final drive. But, you know, I, I was talking to some um, some friends, and basically I thought the Richardson three-drive effort, I thought you got the full Richard, Richardson experience. If you had never watched him at Florida and you had never, you haven't been to a Grand Park practice, I thought in those three drives he showed you a little bit of everything. Good and obviously a little bit of bad, um, but I, you know, some of the things again, his deep ball accuracy is tremendous. I think there's great touch on that. He's going to be able to create some big plays vertically. It is amazing to watch the Colts have a quarterback that can do something with his legs. It, it is just such and a to threat. give them and for them to utilize it right, right. And, and again, they obviously didn't fully utilize it on Saturday, very understandably. But just the subtleties that that brings to your offense and how it impacts the defense, it freezes everybody on that defensive side of the ball. I can't wait to talk to Joe Wrights about that because I thought the run game, in particular Deion Jackson, had some nice openings because, again, you're you're just worried about, okay, is number five going to keep it? Is he going to run with it? You saw him turn a tackle for loss into about a five-yard gain um, early in that game on, on a run play. Again, the underneath accuracy has got to improve. Um, balls have got to be more on target. You've got to give guys chances not only to catch it in, in an easier radius, but certainly to make some plays once they get the ball in their hands. But, again, every drive got got better. He responded from the INT. I didn't think he looked overwhelmed. Um, I thought it was a nice Nice debut for him. I thought the best ball he threw, I know a lot of people will point to the Alec Pierce one. Maybe I've seen him so much. I know that that Alec Pierce ball is there. I thought the best one he threw was there was one down the seam to Kylan Granson where he fitted it into a tight window. He kind of had to get it over the linebackers. And that had come just after a couple of errant throws before that. I thought that was his best throw of the day. So, um I think you got to be pleased with how Richardson looked. You know what rookie quarterback might have had the best weekend? Are you going up to West Lafayette? How about that? Aiden O'Connell. Is it 15 of 18? Yeah. At one point was in rhythm through several completions in a row. I mean, people were really impressed by Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, 140-some yards. Uh, again, he looks like he will be the third quarterback at worst for the Raiders. Uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer, and then him. And, and with the NFL rule change this year, based off what happened to San Francisco in that NFC title game, you dress three quarterbacks. So I think Aiden O'Connell not only is going to make the Raiders, but I think he's going to have a nice career as a backup in this league. I mean, obviously preseason, it's almost impossible to know and to predict. It's a small sample size. There are plenty, 
plenty of guys that looked like they were going to be Joe Montana or looked like they were going to be Jerry Rice or looked like they were going to be, you know, Walter Payton based on the preseason. And then water finds its level. But good start for Aiden O'Connell. You know, uh, O-line-wise for the Colts, again, something we want to chat with Joe Wrights about coming up in a bit. I thought, obviously, better than last year's preseason opener. But boy, does the depth worry me. And I think something we forget about last year's offensive line, Jake, the Colts' offensive line was awful last season. I think we all can agree on that. You know what they didn't have go against them last year? The big three guys on that O-line, the guys that have been mainstays there for a handful of years, the guys that make all the money, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, Jake, they combined to play 50 of 51 games last year. It's not like they were hurt. Right. It's not like they missed but was the, but a, was month, there... a month and a half. So what happens when normal offensive line attrition hits them? But like, it, it, what if Nelson misses a month and a half? What if Kelly misses a month and a half? And I thought yes, or I thought Saturday, you saw when you got to your second unit, particularly the guys that you'd label six, seven, eight. That's when you saw some issues, and, and I think that has got to be a concern for the. And Colts that's been a plague forward. for them for years, right? And, and again, what has always been confusing to me, Jake, is that is Ballard. That's one of Ballard's core beliefs. You know, it'd be one thing if like. There wasn't enough wide out talent or wide out depth. You know, Ballard doesn't preach that. He preaches O line. Um, and Gardner Minshew, boy, after that first series, I was like, he's going to get absolutely obliterated. And then he did a nice job. Minshew was actually six of six. Yeah, Minshew like was in rhythm, right? He led the um, he led the touchdown drive. Shaquille Leonard played. I was a little surprised to see him play. I think we're to the point with Leonard now, Jake, where. Quantity, he, he he's done it all. Now it's time to start evaluating him quality-wise. And it, it's a credit to him for getting there. Um, and maybe it's too quickly that we're going there. But now it's like, all right, do you have the stamina to play every snap in a defensive setting? And do you look like your old self? Now I want to know for the pregame games, do you, do you like – you know, put out a spread and get a couple of beers and like, what's the notepads? Uh, no, I, I rewind all twenty-two after the game. Yeah, I, I, I can't say. I like that the one o'clock start kind of fell during the kids' nap times, so really it wasn't. And Rosie was a little under the weather, so we were trying to get her to nap the, the, this weekend. So that that worked out. There's no beer though, and there's no spread. It's uh, it's the laptop. Rewind when you need to, and then uh, I started writing at halftime. Screw the second half. I did notice that the graphic before the game said the Indianapolis Colts and Indianapolis Bills. Oh, really? Did you see that? Mark, did you see that? Split no. squad situation. Interesting. <laughs> I think the yeah. Colts would take Stephon Diggs on their team. You think? Uh, I saw Desmond Patman was on the Bills. Remember Desmond Patman? Former? Desmond Patman had a moment in the sun here, right? Former, uh, yeah, he had a touchdown catch. Heck of a one in Arizona, wasn't it? Did you see uh, DeMar Hamlin playing? Yeah. Got a... Uh, now... I, I, maybe it's too early. I don't know. It. How did Demar Hamlin look? I can't say I was focused too much on it, nor did I notice him too too much. But I don't know. He was in there relatively early in the game. Buffalo played their starting defense, so I assume he's on the right side of the fifty-three man roster. But not gonna pretend to know. You know, Buffalo's. I mean, it's incredibly Dakota. impressive that he would be physically back out there and playing. Uh, we will get to the morning checkdown a little bit later in the 7 o'clock hour. Again, Joe Wright's going to join us in a few. We'll continue to update you on the Jonathan Taylor front. 
Shane Steichen yesterday on the conference call echoed what he said last week and that he expects Jonathan Taylor to be back to Grand Park when the Colts get up there for their final three practices of camp this week. Uh, when people ask me, what are your thoughts on the Taylor situation? My thought has stayed the same for about the past week or so. I think both sides are extremely dug in, and I don't see a resolution happening uh, imminently uh, for this. So um, you are reaching a point, though, where, yeah, some actions have got to happen. So we'll, we'll see. Is Four weeks from yesterday, the season opens against the Jacksonville Jaguars here inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, it is a rainy start to this Monday here in Indianapolis. It's our final week together. Some rejoice, some cry. We'll see what the emotions spill out here over the next handful of days. I'm Kevin Bowen, Jake Quarry, Mark Dykton. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. With this, Joe Wright's on the other side. And thank you to Shelby Materials for making the conversation possible. Joe Wright's obviously has something to do with that as well. Colts camp tomorrow. We will be out there. We'll talk to Joe in just a second here. I want to let you know, by the way, when it comes to if you are going up to camp, Quack Daddy Donuts right there in Westfield, just south of Grand Park, as a matter of fact, off Spring Mill. Uh, they are closed today on Mondays, but tomorrow, the, the best code word available. Again, you go in there and you use the code word. When you go into Quack Daddy Donuts, you're going to get $3 off a dozen donuts. You wear Colts gear, you're going to get 10% off right there. Tomorrow's code word is the best. Kevin, would you like to let folks know tomorrow's code word? Do you happen to have it in front of you? Uh, just go ahead, Jake. That would be Jake. You go in there, as always, the name Jake's synonymous with little money for you, right? Come on, you go in there, you get a maple icing and bacon donut, you'll take that, right? Mark, you'd, you'd be willing to say my name. You get for a, a wallet size photo of Jake Query. That's what you get tomorrow if you go to Quack Daddy. Now, does that promo code work before noon? <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. I like no, that. No, it hasn't in years. <laughs> uh, buy one, get one coffee, right? That's right. Half off? Love it. Coming this week. Uh, so, yes, uh, we'll be back out there tomorrow for our final practice. And to recap what we saw on Saturday afternoon, you heard him on the radio call. He is Joe Wrights. Uh, Joe, good morning. Uh, kids dropped off. Is this day one for the for, for the kids back to school? Day four, day Kevin. Four. Good afternoon to you and Jake. Uh, how are you guys doing this uh, Monday? When you wake up at 4 a.m. like Joe Wrights does and you've already worked out twice, it is the afternoon. That's right. You, you and Jake couldn't be on more polar opposite sleeping schedules, by the way, Joe. Hey, it's, it's all good. You know, that's why that's what makes the world go round and round, right? Differences <laughs> and different approaches. But yeah, I'm definitely a, uh, an early morning riser. But uh, yeah, had a good workout uh, with my brother in law this morning and got fired up and now uh, ready to talk some Colts. 
Okay, so Joe, let's um, we'll do a good, bad, and the ugly, right? When it comes to a preseason game, and maybe there was one of those that you say, "Well, I don't know that, that I saw anything of that." But we'll start with the good. Uh, give me an, an item or two that pleasantly surprised you, and by that I mean maybe you weren't necessarily looking at a particular area or player, but when you looked at the film or you watched the game, you said to yourself, "You know what? Kudos to them. Nice job." Yeah, I'll go three quick ones. First, we got out healthy, and my number one key going into the game on the radio was, you know, everybody walked back to the bus with, with no boots on, and I know I think there was one injury, um, concussion to Ulibe, but overall we got out healthy, which that's ultimately the most important thing. Two, and I think everybody's talked about it length with Tintu Richardson, I thought that Richardson impressed me. It was a little bit better performance than I would have thought overall collectively. Uh, before the game. And then three, I thought um, that first unit offensive line played well. And I think you saw a renewed um, energy and vigor from Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson on the inside. I do think Ryman got some good push in the run game. There wasn't a lot of pass, true dropback opportunities. But I, I really think that the uh, the running game, and especially running that left side behind Q and Ryman kind of a couple years ago to uh, – him and Costanzo, I think that can be something that's really good. And um, so, so I was definitely impressed with those three. Joe, this is going to sound – I don't know how to word this question because I think they're all obviously critically important. But I am curious as somebody who played on the line. In the offensive line, if you had to pick one player on the line that – like if, if somebody came to you and said, look – uh, we're going to take one of your offensive linemen and put them at 40%. Their, their health is going to be 40%. Their effectiveness is going to be 40%. Which position would you pick to have that happen? Because it's the position that can most mask deficiency on an offensive line. Well, I have never been asked that question in all my years of line. I mean, I would say left tackle is most important. Um, then probably, you know, center right. I mean, probably right guard, I would say, if you had to pick one, would probably be least important that's generally because it's not on the blind side and you know generally it's a little bit easier to maybe uh you know mass some stuff inside of the guard versus outside of the tackle when those guys are usually one-on-one with the defensive end well the reason i ask it is because you know last year like we talked to ryan kelly at the beginning of the season and or at the beginning of of camp and he was open about the fact that he went through some struggles last year. Totally understandably, Joe. I mean, I totally get it. I think everybody does understand why just things outside of football would would weigh you down within football. But it, it, it's my feeling that we probably couldn't have even gotten a full assessment of Bernard Ryman and his growth from a year ago just because he, has, he, he, he was yet to be playing with the full 100% anchor of a center beside him is that a fair statement um yeah i mean i would say a little bit but you know ryman you know really you got quentin nelson in the middle you know between him and ryan kelly well, yeah so yeah think, but well, well nelson was banged up too though i guess i should have thrown that in yeah but i i think that when you go to ryman uh i thought that while he struggled i mean his first game was thursday night in denver we couldn't move the ball i mean those guys were getting off on the snap count i was there watching it live that, that's just tough sledding for your first game, but I thought the last four to five games, uh, he played some pretty decent football. He played what you would call winning football, good enough to win the game. And so I do think that Ryman um, is going to have a better year. And I think overall, collectively as a line, you think last year, you're playing with a quarterback that can't move in the pocket and you're throwing the ball down the field versus now with Richardson, 
you know, or Minshew. What kind of offense are we running? You saw hurry up already in the preseason. I love that. You saw different formations. You saw us running zone reads, RPOs, design quarterback runs, quick passes, all those different type of things will definitively help the offensive line and think, now you're coming from a position as a lineman when you get to be aggressive, you get to tee off, you get to run the ball more versus, hey, we're going to drop back in a seven, five step drop. Those are long afternoons. And so just that in itself and Shane's different type of offense and approach, I think is going to be really good. I love seeing the no huddle early. And that was another thing I was impressed with Richardson. I thought he ran the show well, meaning he got guys in and out of the huddle, no pre snap penalties. They did some different no huddle stuff. They huddled. He was pointing out, you know, a couple different things protection wise, which you like to see. And so again, he had the bad interception and he'll learn over time. Hey, you can't pump fake and, and then try to slip one in there, just throw it out of bounds and sail it high. But overall, uh, I was impressed with him from the QB spot. Again, Joe Wrights is with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. You heard him and Matt Taylor on the call on Saturday, and you will hear that duo again coming up Saturday night with the Bears inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Joe, I thought run game-wise, to me what stood out when Richardson was in the game, it's pretty amazing how much a defense has to freeze when you have a run threat at quarterback, like particularly those guys on the edge, it just seems like there's a little bit of a hesitancy to it. And I thought the O line blocked pretty well. I thought Deion, Deion Jackson had a couple nice runs, but I I feel like, and you would be, I feel like the perfect person to ask this to, like just a run threat at quarterback has got to do so much for an offensive line, just like feeling. I don't know, that they're like a half step quicker in being able to get to their block because, again, the defense just has to kind of pause for a second thinking there is a dual threat nature back there of, yeah, we expect him to give it to Jackson or Evan Hall or whoever, but if he keeps it, we obviously have to account for him as well. No doubt, and I'll get a little technical, but think, if you're running a zone you know, run to the right and there's no threat of a quarterback run, well, it's easier for those linebackers to flow fast, play side, or run downhill, right? But if you have a quarterback that could pull the ball and run the other way, all of a sudden those linebackers are in a position of conflict. So what does that allow you to do? One, it allows you to solidify more time on the double teams. A lot of times linemen will they'll double team like a nose guard and then one guy will slide off to the linebacker. Well, think of the linebacker shooting the gap. Boom, that left guard, Quinton's got to come off the block and now Ryan's one-on-one with the nose. But now these linebackers that don't quite know which way we're going to go is Richardson going to pull the ball and run the other way. It gives you more time to solidify those double teams, which means more movement, which means moving the line of scrimmage. So that's a small thing, but a really big thing that can help this O-line. And again, when I watch Richardson, the biggest thing that stuck out to me watching him live is, yes, we know how athletic he is and we know just the threat of a running quarterback, but it is going to be really hard for one individual defender to bring him down. And what I mean by that is he shook a guy five yards deep in the backfield, turned a five-yard loss into a five-yard game. And that was a first-round pick who we, who, yeah. who we shook yeah. off him, yeah. Who's a big dude, by the way. But I just think it it's going to be hard in the open field for one guy to get him down. And there's the threat of a running quarterback. There's the threat of a, a running quarterback-type offense. And there's also that combined with the, the uber-unique skill sets and traits of Richardson. That's what really excited me, too, and stood out. You know, Joe, kind of going off that, that, that question, this leads – to my next point, and obviously we don't have all the answers on this, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I watched the offense operate in those three series with Richardson. I thought, man, can you imagine what a home run hitter at running back would look like with him? 
Because, you know, it's one thing for Deion Jackson and Evan Hull to try and get to the first, second level. But all of a sudden, if you give Jonathan Taylor a head of steam with three or four yards of nobody touching him, we've seen what he can do um, from afar. What do you make of this Jonathan Taylor situation? I just think it's uh, unfortunate that this is where we're at. And um, I don't know, that sounds like uh, I haven't been on the Twitterverse this morning, but he's going to report to to camp is is what I read last night. And um, so, yeah. I'm hopeful that something gets worked out because I agree with you. I mean, the, the home run threat of, of Taylor combined with Richardson and combined with, you know, Shane's offense. And, uh, yeah, I'm obviously it was vanilla in the game. But, you know, my mind just started wondering, man, what kind of play calls and concepts and stuff are we going to see week one in Jackson, Jacksonville? I just think there's there's so much that you can do. Kevin, you hit the nail on the head when you have that running threat as a quarterback and that's been the new nfl right that's been the nfl that's been coming for the last three four five years it started with spread in college football and then all these high schools are running it and fourth grade teams are running shotgun zone read and i think that's what you're kind of seeing trickle up and the colts have not done that right the last 25 years we've been uh had a lot of really good success but it's all been with a drop back passer and so when i just think about that man what's the future gonna look like for this team I do get really excited, um, and so and we remain to be seen. There's a, there's a lot to lot to do. Again, Richardson's got a ton to work on, but again, summing it up, it was a net positive in my opinion, a little bit better than I would have expected, and I think that's exciting. But to me, fellas, the preseason really started Saturday, and what I mean by that is you got Buffalo, you got two joint practices against the Bears, they'll be dialed up. You got another preseason game, you got more joint practice with the Eagles in another game. To me, this next two weeks is the most critical time in the development of this football team and especially for the young guys and the rookies. So I think you might have kind of answered my question there, Joe, but I was just about to ask you this. You know, for the Colts, for this organization, Andrew Luck was the incredible Hulk with like this amazing touch and timing with his passing. But the entire city would hold their breath and was like, why are they running the football with him? Do not run. Do not run. Throw it out of bounds. Quit running the ball. You're going to get hurt. And he got hurt repeatedly. Why suddenly now is it run the ball? Why are you throwing? Run the ball. You're huge. You're athletic. Get out in space. Is there a danger here? Have we completely changed our tune on the ways that you schematically keep quarterbacks clean when incorporating a running game? Yeah, I mean, I do think so. You look at, you know, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and, and I think, but there's a difference in being a, a dual threat quarterback. There's a difference in being a drop back passer that's, you know, really athletic and can run. And I think you, you'll see different types of things. But in my opinion, there's ways to run the football and do it effectively and not take big direct hits. And this is a completely different position. But remember Marvin Harrison? I mean, that, that guy never got hit. He got the ball, he ran, he got down, he was smart, he got out of bounds, and it was a great strategy and program for him. And I think that's what you coach your quarterback up to do. Okay, this is a designed run, it's a play, but I don't need to take the direct hit. I don't need to take a middle linebacker head on. Now, it's fourth and one at the goal line, you're going to do everything you can to get in there. But overall, throughout the course of the game, to me, it's about running smart, about sliding, about getting out of bounds. And, you know, the NFL is, they're continuing to make changes to the game to try to make QB play safer. So I don't think you're going to go out there and be running, you know, be like Ron Colley High School and running, you know, power sweep right and left with your quarterback. But I do think that you'll see a lot more designed runs where with Andrew it was different. It was more 
hey, he was breaking contain or linemen like me weren't doing their job and there was leakage and so he was getting out and running. So I think that's kind of the, the big philosophical difference between one, these two guys, and then two, just the way that both uh, coaches and offensive coordinators are going to be calling the plays. At 44 career starts in his time with the Colts, he is Joe Wrights. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Joe, we'll end with this. Um, would you start Anthony Richardson week one? First off, when you said 44, I thought you were going to come Dela Cruz and talk about the Reds. Let's go. We squeaked one out last night, Bowen. Joe, yeah, I was so nervous. Like we're going to win the division, but uh, we, we, we got to get into this wild card. Uh, I was so nervous watching extra innings last night there, but hell of an effort by Chris Duarte's brother there to uh, to hold the Pirates and get a much-needed split. It's all about the wild card. No one's catching the Brewers. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, um, if it was me, I would start Richardson week one. I've kind of gone back and forth and flip-flopped. Um, I would say, if you had asked me that before training camp, I would have said, well, maybe you start Minshew for four or five games, and then it's a natural progression to Richardson. Obviously, you know, you expect him to play a lot at quarterback this year. But after watching him and kind of seeing the, the command that he had um, against Buffalo, I would. I think that if it was me and I was the head coach and making the decision, I would uh, gear up and I would attack the next couple weeks with the idea that obviously things can change at any time, but he'd be your week one starter against Jacksonville. When Shane Steichen went to bed after the game, what is the one thing that was most bothering him? Tell me the one area of the team, Joe. Uh, We did the good. Tell me the bad slash ugly. Yeah, I mean, as a a head coach, you're going to have 50 different things. For me, it was some situational football. We had a key penalty that took away a touchdown in the first half. We had a third and one and a fourth and one we did not get with our starting unit. We had another fourth and one later we didn't get with our starting unit. So to me, those situational things being better, you know, penalties at inopportune times, those are the things, those uh, self-inflicted wounds, shooting yourself in the foot that drive a coach nuts. And I'm sure that was the uh, critical point to the tape that they were coaching up, you know, to the guys uh, today. Diehard Reds fan. Did you ever think about coming out of the bullpen at HSE? No, I did not. I mean, I probably topped out arm strength at about 71, 72. Mm. I don't know that you can get a lot done in uh, high school baseball there. But uh, I, I, was, I was a pretty good baseball player. I was a catcher growing up to about sixth grade. And when kids started throwing curveballs, it was done. It was over for me. And I said, hey, we're going to just shut this down. And don't they throw curveballs now like at age six? Yeah, that's why kids all have Tommy John surgery at age 12. Because yep. A bunch of parents think it's fun and smart to play. 500 different sporting events year-round in all sports. Uh, I'll save my youth sports thoughts for maybe another time, Kevin. You can get me back on here. But, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. 71 or 72 miles per hour. That's That was like watching Matt Ryan last year play quarterback <laughs> for the Colts. Uh, coming up Saturday night, it's a 7 o'clock kick inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. You're going to hear Joe Wrights alongside Matt Taylor, Jeffrey Gorman on the radio call. Joe, thank you, man. Great stuff. Great seeing you last week. All right. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. That is the always energetic Joe Wrights there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. As Joe pointed out very accurately early in that interview, the most important thing in preseason football, guys that are making your 53-man roster, you don't want to see them get hurt. And Segun Alubi, who he pointed to as a linebacker, did suffer a concussion. I think he's kind of right on the bubble. Uh, But when your offense plays nearly 30 snaps, that's a good chunk. That's like half of a regular season game. No injuries. you got to be pleased with preseason game number one. Continuing the Colts conversation coming up. Joel A. Erickson joins us at 9 o'clock. Kevin Aquari here on a overcast and rainy Monday. On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
Boy, as Joe Wright said, it was a much, much needed and quite a shaky split by the Red Legs yesterday in their doubleheader with the Pirates. They actually won a series, which is not something they've said in a while, but the Brewers continue to win, and so their lead in the Central, Mark, it's three and a half over both, right? Three and a half Cubs and the Reds? Let me look. I thought it was two and a half. Uh, oh, yeah, three and a half against both. You're correct. Yeah, because yeah. Cubs lost yesterday to the Blue Jays. Wild card wise, it's that last spot, and the Marlins are half game up on the Cubs and the Reds, so I think that's where the attention should be. I uh, did see the Indianapolis Indians got a couple of wins over Nashville this weekend. They are now on the road with St. Paul. Speaking of roads, if you had a road trip with any Major League Baseball mascot, what would you pick? Which one would be the most fun to travel with? I'm not sure the fanatic would fit in the car, but probably well, him, just, right? But I mean, not not. Uh, I should have rephrased that. Like the uh, the actual entity of what the team's named after. Like a blue jade be okay, but they'd probably peck you a lot, right? Aren't they like very aggressive birds? Bird in the car. Uh, uh, the Brewers would be cool anywhere you go, you right? Know, ride shotgun with a Diamondback. <laughs> Ooh, no, <laughs> no, no Diamondback. Talking in the about car. some intimidation of uh, people you pull up next to. The Padre'd be preaching the whole time, right? The Mariner would be okay, but you're on the road, not the sea. That probably wouldn't do you any good. Well, Ursa could ship the Mariner out to the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> the Marlin? You'd have to keep yeah, the Marlin. Wa- you'd have to keep soaking him in salt water, though. That would get old. Might get stabbed as well. The Giant? You'd, have, you'd I mean, how big a car would you need? Right? That seems like a good time to transition. <laughs> the Pirate. I think I'd take the Pirate. Hey! Jay, give us a rundown hey? of... Uh, I don't think I've ever ah, a Pirate. Take a right, hey. <laughs> No. Hey! I, that was an I. Like give that? us a rundown of what happened over at IMS. Uh, over at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Scott Dixon on Saturday won in IndyCar. That is his 54th career win, 19th straight year. He held off Graham Rahal. Graham Rahal, by the way, probably would have uh, fared even better, except for that he had a giant riding shotgun. That was who he, And that was just weighing down the car. Uh, Pata Award finished third. Christian Lungard, Alexander Rossi rounding out the top five. Then in Cup yesterday, the win goes to Michael McDowell, who solid. How about this? I remember him as the random dude who won the Daytona 500. That's exactly correct. He has now won two races in his career in NASCAR. Uh, one is at Daytona and the other is at Indianapolis. I mean, hell yeah, let's go, right? It's like a golfer with no wins, but he's won the Masters or something. Uh, held off Chase Elliott and Daniel Suarez yesterday. IndyCar with a weekend off. They will next go to um, Gateway in St. Louis. By the way, on the Xfinity side of things, it was Ty Gibbs holding off Sam Mayer and A.J. Allmendinger for the win on Saturday. Saturday was a long day of racing, and there was a huge rainstorm that came in. There was a nice rainbow at one point. Um, all aspects of Mother Nature out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Saturday. Why is the Arizona Diamondbacks mascot a bobcat? His name is D. Baxter. What? He's a bobcat. That makes no sense. What do you mean he's a bobcat? He's a bobcat. Do they have, have bobcats in Arizona? Snake out there? I thought bobcats are like like Muncie. D-backs the bobcat was unveiled to the world on June 23rd, 20, 2000 at Chase Field. Well, Mark, that should be perfect for the sounder that you love to play. I, mean, I don't I don't get it, though. <laughs> do you have the bobcat? I can get it. Uh, it's just, the Fever what? gave up 100 yesterday as they lost. <laughs> this, is what, this is what a diamondback sounds like? Do we have that? No, we don't have the snake, I don't think. I know, but it, Mark, work with me here. No, according I don't to, have too much According longer. to the Arizona baseball franchise, ah, this is what a Diamondback ah, sounds like. Ah, <laughs> well, it's D-Baxter. Ah, Rally time. Here we go. <laughs> Jake, were you surprised to see Flory Badunga to Kansas? I was surprised by that, notably because, and you know, I'm the classic overthinker, but 
it was the Under Armour. So this was at a basketball like showcase presented by Under Armour. Yeah, the uh, that Sir Muhammad uh, Nazi Muhammad's son, by the way, committed to Notre Dame. So Under Armour. So they're like, hey. Make your announcement on where you're going to college here on our Under Armour stage. Here's your Under Armour microphone on the Under Armour showcase. And Auburn's one of the schools that you're thinking about going to, which is an Under Armour school. And you're going to go to Kansas and wear Adidas. Okay, thanks. It just seemed odd to me. But rock chalk. Flory Badunga, by the way, a lot of people have told me they think um, not a one and done. Because still a lot to be done to his offensive game from 10 feet out, but a very good rim-protecting player and going to be a nice piece for Kansas. I think given Flory's background, a Joel Embiid, Bill Self sort of hope would make some sense. Yeah, that's If I were a 17-year-old, that would be one that I would think would be attractive to me. So yeah, Flory Badunga committing to Kansas there on Saturday night. All right, we'll continue the Colts conversation coming up in the 8 o'clock hour recap in the preseason opener. We'll share some of your tweets from... Uh, five words or less to describe the Colts preseason opener. And again, Joel A. Erickson joins us at 9. Kevin Corey on a Monday. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Overcast. It was raining when I was turned to walk into a jog out to my car this morning. No more rain, it looks like, Jake, or at least for now. Oh, it's Blind Melon. Um, what's that? It's the eye roll for that reference. Why? That was no rain. That was the joke. I don't think it was a joke. It was just simply a play on words. No. Listen, l- l- let me let me just be real clear here, okay, and be real frank. I've waited. We've done this show for how be long? Be real, Jake. Don't be real frank. <laughs> I, we've done this show for how long now? Has it been 19 months, something like that? Something like that. 20, 21 like, months. like dog years. I think 21 months, right? I've just sit here, and I have 
held my breath and bitten my tongue for 21 months each time these little smart aleck comments come up the gloves are off i got four days left okay this camaraderie and chemistry people talked about that they liked let me tell you something all a charade and now all of a sudden all hell's gonna break loose right so when when i make a fabulous reference like a no rain mark i expect nothing but complete having my back there and if not then then i'm just not going to sit here and take it anymore i'm i'm like twisted sister i'm not going to take it people were asking in this divorce uh to make you over two right there who gets mark dykton and we're going to keep him here in the morning it appears as though you won the custody battle jake gets Why? me on the weekends and holidays no 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 no, no. i got full hey jake happy arbor day i'm here full custody right here mark dykton see here's but the thing mark, say, mark send some of those sounders to what more does it tell you mark about how much you love me than the fact that if you get me on holidays you're claiming arbor day just to make the jump over yeah what what else, right? Split a PBR? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, Colts over the weekend playing the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, we've talked plenty about that, and we just got you up to speed on what happened in the world of racing as well. But, uh, Kevin, you know, the reality is probably, and for those that are unaware, um, the, the reason we're joking around here, and it is joking around, obviously, is I will be moving one week from today to the noon slot. So I will be doing the show from 12 until 3. Jimmy Cook will be joining me for the first week. As a matter of fact, on Wednesday, a week from this Wednesday, uh, I'm off for the day for a previously arranged day. And Jimmy will be manning the controls there. Nothing like taking over a show and then immediately jumping ship. It's the way we do it. I do think Andy, our, our new morning host, he's welcoming his first child here coming up pretty soon. So. Shout out to him and his wife. You guys going to call me back? Come in for a few days? Oh, yeah. Six hours of Jake. Seven to ten, and then go home, take a nap, and then noon That's what the world needs more of, right? Yeah. I believe Andy Sweeney, by the way, is going to be joining us at some point this week to get to know him a little bit more. Well, they should let me know so I can take the day off. Before uh, he joins us in full capacity coming up a week from Monday. Um. So, Colts Camp, obviously, tomorrow we will be back out there. If you're going to Colts Camp tomorrow, um, the code will not work today because Quack Daddy Donuts is closed. But if you go up to Colts Camp, keep in mind, 161st-ish in Spring Mill right there, Quack Daddy Donuts in Westfield. You can go in, use the code word Jake tomorrow. And what better code word than that? For $3 off a dozen donuts, and of course they have fabulous coffee there, a wide variety of fantastic donuts. Lots of love about Quack Daddy Donuts. We absolutely love them. You will as well if you are going to Colts Camp. Perfect way to start out your day. The things that you want to see at Colts Camp, Kevin, when we are there tomorrow, um, you know, kind of based off of the the game itself, either something that you feel is an area of improvement or somebody that kind of intrigued you where you thought, I want to see where they go from here and whether or not they can continue what they did. Well, I mean, let's go with the elephant in the room. Obviously, the Jonathan Taylor situation. Will he be back at Grand Park? Shane Steichen says that he should be. Uh, he's not sure of the exact date. And I hate to, like, examine this calendar too, too much here, but I think we have to with Taylor's situation, Jake. Final week of Grand Park. Final week of Colts training camp is right here. They'll practice tomorrow morning starting at 9 a.m. Then they'll go with the Bears on Wednesday and Thursday. That's it for practices this week. They play Chicago on Saturday. If you look ahead to next week, they're boarding a plane for Philadelphia on Monday. So a week from today, they will board a plane for Philly. They'll have one joint practice with the Eagles on Tuesday. Then they will play their final preseason game on Thursday. So if we look at the next two weeks of camp, 
let's call it five practices for the Colts. Three of them are joint practices. One is a, I believe it's only an hour session tomorrow. And then I guess they might practice a week from Monday before they board that plane to Philadelphia. But that's obviously you know, 48 hours after a game. I can't imagine it's going to be too, too active. So if you are looking for Jonathan Taylor to return to the Colts, slash potentially make his first practice debut of the calendar year, I, I just don't see where he would do that or maybe when he would do that. There's no chance that Taylor, personally, and I would think the Colts, would want him to make his practice debut against another team. I, I don't. You want him to be in as controlled environment as possible as he gets back to work. So if he's not out there tomorrow morning, then that would leave a week from today in what I would assume would be a pretty light session as the only time between now and next weekend to when Taylor could practice. Jake, if we get to next weekend, and I'm talking August 26th, 27th, and Taylor has still yet to practice, by that point, you are two weeks away from the start of the regular season. What's the easiest plug-and-play position? Uh, It's probably running back. I mean, don't you want like you know? Could they just? Here's the thing, though. But but I, I guess what but I'm getting at is for your quarterback, though. What what you know? How much does Anthony Richardson need Taylor out there in as much advance as possible? I mean, you watch the game on Saturday, and my thought was, and I said this to Joe Wrights a few minutes ago. You watch some of the run lanes, and Deion Jackson had a really nice outing. I think it was like six carries for 35 yards with the starters. But imagining Taylor, the home run hitter, versus just another guy there. Now, all of a sudden, you're taking a six-yard gain. And how many times last year, Jake, did you watch the Colts offensive line and Taylor's having to dodge guys in the backfield? I didn't see Deion Jackson having to dodge a whole lot of guys in the backfield. I think that run threat with Richardson, it freezes that defensive end for a split second. Boom. Now, all of a sudden, Taylor's getting to the linebackers with a full head of steam. What can he do with that? But I think when you look at that calendar, and I know it probably doesn't make for the best radio, but if you get to a week from Sunday and Taylor is yet to practice, is two weeks enough time for him to be ready for the start of the season? When he's missed 10 months? Nine months? Uh, I mean, I've been asking that the whole time, right? Is Taylor going to start the season on the physically unable to perform list? Is he going to miss a month, a month plus into the season? Like, these are all questions that I feel like increased relevancy has been there now based off we are at the midway point of August and Taylor is yet to practice. And again, I, I will echo what I Just said. Just the, in the timing hour. of everything else around it, right? Well, I, I'll echo what I said in the opening hour. I think both both of these sides are extremely dug in. I, I do not, you know, like it sounds like Zach Martin and the Cowboys are potentially reaching a little bit of a finish line with this, and he could be back and everything. You know, most holdout guys they eventually get back on the field. You know, somewhat quickly into the month of August. I could be proven wrong, but I I don't think we're there with Taylor and the Colts. Uh, hey Jake, can we please? not keep talking about the three musketeers only having a weekend left the morning drive won't be the same come next monday gonna miss this trio on my commute love the show and know you will do great on the midday show this one hurts um that's very nice of shannon to say that (laughs) mike byron on that on the text there first off uh who are the three musketeers you ever think about that like do they have names i can't say that thought has ever crossed but do they have names do you, do you, Mark's, Mark, what do we do on this program, we Mark? educate and entertain. That's right. Now, I don't know about the last part, but the first part, we have a chance to actually do a little of that here. Do, do we know if with the Three Musketeers, do they have names? Right now. 
If you had to guess what are the names of the three musketeers, I'm guessing <laughs> nothing there's, I would have guessed. There, there's a Roberto. No. Uh, a, a Ricardo. Mm-mm. And and um, and Antonio, right? The three amigos, I think I, you just named Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. Oh well, I'm Aramis. Which one do you want to be? This is how it's going to be for the next five days, isn't it? This is full on like I am going to take advantage of the substitute teacher. <laughs> Athos the last is a day of school. <laughs> Athos is a fighter and drinker. Oh. <laughs> okay. Porthos. So he, okay. Porthos is a pirate and a lover. Okay. And Aramis is a priest and poet. Oh, well, I'm not Aramis. I would be... Who's the middle fella? The pirate and lover. Oh, Porthos. yeah. Is Aramis Ramirez a beloved cub or no? He's, he was a pirate, too. He had a huge home run. It was a pirate. I loved Aramis Ramirez. So which one do you want to be, Mark? Uh, Are you the... Kevin's the religious fella and you're the drinker? Well, is that right? I'm I, the, I, yeah, I had my fill over the weekend. <laughs> Athos, I guess, is me. You had your fill of what? drinking really yeah, I, yeah. I was i was drinking over church my dad's cousin over, had his 70th over, birthday and it was open bar and Woo! mark dykton took advantage and this was where this was uh at the vfw in uh, new lennox indy illinois do you remember I, I remember once since we did this show uh do you remember that one weekend you stayed here I don't recall that. <laughs> well, if they stay here, they go to two Indians games. That's right. That's true. You, you yeah. get two beer bats. You right. up at left field at Victory Honestly, Field. Honestly, the Dykton family, extremely entertaining. We are. We go all over the place. We were at the State Fair last night, drinking a, what was it? The, was yesterday the final day for the State Fair? No, no I think it was another week. 20th? Yeah. But we are not giving away tickets anymore, is that right? No, we've got Jethro Tull tickets and uh, Jim Ursay Collection concert tickets we have to give away. Got a double dose of prizes. Look at that. Ursa Collection coming up in a few Fridays. By the way, the Sun King beer of the deep fried uh, sandwich cookie beer was outstanding. Excuse me. Wait, what, do that, that again? Yeah. It was the uh, Sun King has a special beer at the Indiana State Fair. Okay. And it was the State Fair deep fried sandwich cookie pastry ale. It was outstanding. So that's what it tastes like. It's yeah. a beer that's made to taste like a deep fried. It so delicious. it's not a deep fried beer. No. <laughs> That'd be absurd. Did you, you have the try dessert it, though, tent? You? I would it? try it. It was outstanding. A lot lighter than I thought it would what be. What other foods did you have at the fair? I don't think we really had any foods. What the hell are you doing there? Oh, we walked around. Did you see the world's largest boar? I did. did were the Nerf footballs on display? Uh-huh. Okay. Any, Saw any Boomer. Boomer there? was hanging out for a little bit. Yeah, Boomer, I'd be so hot. Isaiah Wong was over there. Did you take the little sky ride? We did not, no. My daughter wanted to. My wife wanted no part of it. What about any rides that the the Alpine track, the you know, with the crazy music? Do with that again, please. <laughs> and then it's got like the you know. We did that. We saw the animals. We did the uh, evolution of the game basketball situation. The fever and Pacers and high school hoops thing was all over there. It was fun. It, time. It's honestly hard to cross everything off the list. It, it was a lot. one day there. Skillet was performing. The band was playing at the free stage. Oh, did you see the uh, cheese sculpture? I did not. No, no cheese sculpture. Didn't see it. Not the butter cold, uh, sculpture Took like the, Caitlin Clark and Iowa. The Thin Mint Cookie Shake. That was outstanding oh, yeah. as well. That oh, was yeah. very good. Mozzarella Stop at the dairy bar? Oh, yeah, of course. That was the first stop. Uh, Jake, again, from afar, um, Anthony Richardson, yay, nay? I think for the most part, yay. I, you know, there are concerns. You want to throw a letter grade on it? B minus? C plus? I mean, the pick was, he probably, you know, obviously you want that one back, but he, he's not the only quarterback ever to throw a pick. Um, I like the way that they were able to scheme and use him in running plays a little bit. But again, I'm going to go back to my previous question, which is, 
I get it. This is today's NFL, but it's interesting to me that like we're coming off of the last time that we had a franchise quarterback in Indianapolis to talk about. It was, oh do not run the ball. Kevin Don't. You're going to get hurt. And now it's like, they got to run him more. Kevin and they're of equal size. I always thought the issues with luck and running was... When he decided to do it. Well, his sliding looked like Rosie Bowen trying to slide. Right. He didn't like doing it, that's for sure. It was so awkward, remember? There'd be times where he'd like try and slide. I'd be like, did he just break his ankle? Yeah. Um, I thought there were some moments, particularly when they got stuffed on the third and one and fourth and one, that honestly, it's like, oh, you'd probably like to see Richardson keep one of those. And sure, that's going to be a balance you will have throughout his career. Um, The interception, I, I think, is much more on Isaiah McKenzie. But having said that, again, that's a play where as soon as Richardson realizes McKenzie has run the wrong route, then you got to eat it. And you either take a sack or you throw the ball into the stands there. Um, but I would say more than the production, and I thought they moved the ball really well, um, I think you had to be pleased by how he responded. Like That's why you want him to be in game settings. I mean, you throw an interception on your opening drive as a, uh, as a rookie quarterback. Didn't Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning both throw touchdowns on their first passes in the preseason? Peyton Manning first ever was an 80-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Harrison. I remember that. Luck threw like a dump to Donald Brown, and he took off for a... Uh for a touchdown, you know, obviously he probably had to sit on the bench and be like, damn, <laughs> that is not how I envisioned this opening drive going. And then he starts inside the 10 and I thought led a couple of pretty nice drives to multiple first downs. That final drive, I think was 14 plays. And really you, you had the Pierce drop and Farrell Brown got a big holding penalty or else they probably punched that in for a touchdown. Matt Gay, inexcusable to be missing a 28 yard field goal. Which by the way, can we discuss that? I mean, that was a lot of money you paid. I mean, I realize it's a preseason field goal. Who cares, right? Can you imagine if he misses that in the regular season? Yeah, awful. I mean, that's their big That's their big signing, right? Yeah. And I, don't give me this like, wind excuse. It was 28 yards. You make the kick. Um, but I thought that was probably the most impressive. That's why I probably gave him a solid B. Do you think he it's gave that- us four minutes on radio because he had to go practice missing 26-yarders? Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of our shorter interviews, wasn't it? <laughs> you think? Yeah. 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 He yeah. sits down like, sorry, guys, he was kicking. He's got three and a half minutes. Okay. But I would say how Richardson Spell your responded. your last name again? Okay, thanks for coming by. <laughs> that second and third drive, both of them were better than the first. And those are moments why you put him in a game. How do you respond to this stuff? He didn't, I mean, that was his 14th. It's kind of crazy to think. Yesterday or Saturday was his 14th start since high school. And that is such a small sample size and Joe Wright's pointed this out and we've seen it in in camp they're going to be using the shotgun a whole lot and they use a ton of tempo in camp I was surprised they used as much in a game I thought they'd want to keep that a little bit more in reserve there Um, yes the underneath accuracy is going to have to improve but the thing about Richardson is he's able to and you saw the ball to Pierce the big playability can offset some of that as long as those end in incompletions the big play stuff can offset it. Yes, he's got to be more accurate. You know, Michael Pittman's having to extend big time to make a catch, and, and he threw the other one kind of high to Pittman. But I think overall, yeah, I'd give him a solid B. I'd probably say B to B plus in just how he responded from, from the interception. If you look at other quarterbacks that were, you know, getting kind of their first chance to really show, I would say he probably was on par with what C.J. Stroud did. Um Will Levis is apparently struggling in Tennessee. Malik Willis has, has kind of pulled away from him, at least as of now. Trey Lance, 
San Francisco, again, kind of mixed bag. I think probably they're having that. What's the morning show in San Francisco? Do we know, Mark? No. Well, let's find out. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Stroud and Bryce Young, I mean, they barely played. Yeah, I mean, what, C.J. Stroud was 2 of 4 a pick? So, I mean, that would be like Richardson exiting after the first series. Um, yeah. And Bryce Young, I think, I thought he saw he was 4 of 6. Um, that's what I continue to like about Shane Steichen's approach with Richardson. They are so willing to leave him in there to play him. I mean, Jake, he played 29 snaps. That's a big number. That's a that's half of a regular season game they played him in those three series. And obviously, kudos to Richardson and leading a 14-play drive there in his final series where it's like he's going to exit during the middle of the drive. What, what's the show there in San Fran? The Morning Roast with Bonta and Shasky. And which would, would you, Kevin, would like you rather f- be Bonta or Shasky? That's like a fake name, to be honest with you. Uh, probably Bonta. The morning roast. Wouldn't that be in Seattle? You would think so. Bonta Hill and Joe Shiaski. Six to ten. You see there, they're, they're going to change the morning show name for us. The Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Snooze button at noon. They didn't, they didn't seem to be as thrilled with my suggestion that we called the noon show the snooze button. I thought it was... Query and company snoozing. That's right. Um, so those guys, though, uh, what is it? Bon- Bonco and Snooty? Is that what you said? <laughs> no. Bonta and Shasky. <laughs> okay. So so those fellas, th- that sounds like two, the, the generic sodas at the grocery store, right? I'll yeah. take a Shasky, please, a grape one. Those guys are talking this morning, having the same conversation that we are probably about Trey Lance, and he's been around for like five years now. You just never know at the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett had looked pretty good in Pittsburgh, but he's had a year under his belt, but still growing, still learning, still trying to figure out where he is. I mean, that's the reality. Like, I think that we want immediate results, immediate answers, immediate solidification of your decision one way or the other. Ryan Leaf looked like the guy. I remember I was covering the game when Ryan Leaf spiked the ball in the end zone at the RCA Dome and... Peyton Manning had thrown a pick or two and Leaf threw like a second touchdown for the Chargers. And all of us, to a man and woman, all of us were sitting there in the top row of the press box at the RCA Dome going, they picked the wrong guy. They picked the wrong guy. This guy's this this guy's San Diego is going to win like three Super Bowls. And literally, I, you know, three years later, it's like, well, okay. So you just never know. Joel A. Erickson from the Star is going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. Joel was in Buffalo over the weekend. We'll get his thoughts from seeing Anthony Richardson in person. If there's anything also to add on the Jonathan Taylor front, uh, Shane Sykin does expect Taylor to be back at Grand Park this week, but no commitment on when he will be cleared and if Taylor will practice at Grand Park or anytime soon. Uh, let's do a morning check down here. The morning check down. On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Uh, one of those musketeers you said was a pirate. Which one was it, Mark? Uh, the one, I think, the, your second choice. Aramis, right? No, that was the that was the poet and priest. Portho? Portho was the pirate and the lover. Okay. Well, Portho Indy, is that where he gets his knees looked at? Jack Black. Uh, Portho yesterday split with the Reds. 4-2 and then 6-5 Reds over the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. Reds now three and a half back along with Chicago behind Milwaukee in the NL Central. Cubs were 11-4 losers to the to the Blue Jays. Brewers 7-3 over the Chicago White Sox. Internationally yesterday, it was the Indianapolis Indians. Over, and this is, this is the thing. 
Nashville sound. It was Simon and Garfunkel night yesterday because mm-hmm. the sounds were scoreless. That's the sounds of silence. Apparently, Let's move on. Uh, the Fever gave up a hundred yesterday. You didn't miss this. They right? lose oh. in a home game over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Uh, Jake, I don't know if he's still an unknown, but uh, not like one of the top five or six household names taking home the um, Verizon two hundred yesterday, right? Yeah, certainly. Michael McDowell is not one that most. You know, I think ninety percent of all people is like, no, is he Steely Dan or Doobie Brothers? Um, Michael McDowell yesterday winning his second cup race the first would be the daytona 500 this year does come from somewhat of a road racing background so a good road course racer uh yesterday holding off chase elliott daniel suarez so mcdowell gets his second win pretty good race yesterday he was really good down the stretch i mean he elliott was starting to close it a little bit but michael mcdowell zero mistakes down the home stretch and i know it's supposed to be more of a nascar weekend than anything but boy indycar had some headlines from over the weekend. They did. Scott Dixon wins. That is his 19th season consecutively with a win. 54th career And what did he victory. start? He started way in the back, didn't he? Well, he got... Yeah, he started mid-pack back, and then there was an incident on the opening lap where he got pushed back and, and relegated to the end of the field, so they had to go off strategy a little bit. Graham Rahal, who was the pole setter, was trying... And, and I thought did a heck of a job in... Graham Rahal did everything right over the course of the race, but a great strategy call from Mike Hole to get Scott Dixon up towards the front and pit sequencing was the difference. But the other big story is that Alex Pillow, Zach Brown of McLaren, Aero McLaren Racing, coming out and saying uh, Pillow appears to not want to uh, honor his commitment towards the team for next year. So that leads people to believe that Pillow will return to Chip Ganassi Racing next season. He is the key domino in silly season to see what happens i think it's probably at this point you would lean if you were a wagering person on it that if Pelot does go to chip ganassi that money probably means that marcus erickson will go to andretti autosport and for those interested we saw a commitment from upcoming senior uh actually i don't know if kokomo started or not that would be flory badunga top five player in the class of 2024 I feel like at times people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to Cincinnati. Oh, he's going to IU. Oh, he's going to Duke. Oh, you know, Under Armour. He's going to Auburn. All of a sudden, Kansas. I'm like, okay, all right. Rock chalk. Guess that makes sense given Bill Self's pedigree there. And obviously, I know he's not from Cameroon. Congo is where Flory Badunga is from. But I would assume that Joel Embiid has been uh, quite a role model for him and obviously a great, great talent. And he playing for Bill Self at Kansas. So Flory Badunga off to Kansas and... Now he's what? Is he a striker for the Kokomo Wildcats during soccer season? That's right. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Wouldn't you think he'd be a good goalie? I mean, that stuff for footwork alone, you laugh. Tim Duncan, soccer and swimming, allowed for that robotic motion. By the way, it's uh, Aramis. It's not Aramis, it's Aramis. Mark, when we ask you these things to help us educate and entertain, we're going to need you to be a little more on point. Okay? I'm sorry. Well, we haven't had meetings about this yet, but that's one of the things that I really want to try to hammer down here in the next four days. Let's if we can it. just get that to the point where Mark, we, we are on point. We might need shots at our 11 o'clock lunch <laughs> mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I see Aramis, I think a Ramirez, not Three Musketeers. I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, the Three Musketeers is one of the lower uh, fattening candies. I, I believe it's lower in calories as opposed to others because of the, the air whip in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Do you like the Three Musketeers? I do. It's not It's not like top five or anything, but it's, it's better a little, than a zero bar. Yeah, that's true. Well, excuse me? Dirt on a How cookie. How about the Zagnut? Have you had the zero. Zagnut? I don't think so. Do you like the Zagnut? I have no idea. You ever tried the Zagnut? You want to try a Zagnut? Sure. It's another one of those that actually... See, here's the thing. The candy bar, the Zagnut and the Zero, right? Mm -hmm. The reason I like them, I'm about to get more Zs. 
You guys are jealous, I realize. <laughs> you guys have some thoughts on the Colts preseason opener. We'll share those on the other side. Again, it is an overcast. It was raining when we headed to work this morning. doesn't look like it's raining anymore, but still an overcast Monday here with rain in the forecast. Kevin, Kevin I, I need you to stare at the phone lines real quick and see who's on the line that we need to get to on the other side of this break, too. Do you see who's on the line? Who wants to talk about what? I see Mark and Bron- Indy Basketball. Yeah. Is that serious? That's the Brian from last week. I I, I have a feeling that's a Howard, Howard Stern bit. We'll see. <laughs> Baba Booey on line three. We'll, see. we'll do it next. Kevin Aquare. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Smart, like you're smart to buy things for your pet at the store, or is it pets smart, like a mart for your pets? I would have gone the singular pet smart. Be smart about what you're providing your pet. Right, right. Okay, Mark, your thought? Pets mart, as in like a, a shop for pets. <laughs> Spell that. <laughs> ah, see, although they're not selling pets, but it's a mart for pets. I right? think you can buy pets there, can't you? Well, you can't buy. Seen some gerbils running around. <laughs> Running yeah. around. Laurent Landry had a pet monkey, which, if anyone knows Laurent Landry, that kind of sums up everything. Is it that you are to be smart about your pet, or is it that going there makes your pet smart? I don't think the IQ of your pet is being debated here. This dog is dumb. I think you are making smart decisions about your pet. See, I think you're buying... Because if you go in PetSmart, there's no human food there, so you're going to a market for pets. A <laughs> pet mart. <laughs> right. You can't buy gum at PetSmart. <laughs> I'm, I'm you can buy bones Mark, and biscuits. I wish people could see Mark Dykes right now. Um, He's very adamant. He's bordering on angry over this. I'm pissed now. That was one of our finer show, uh, show moments. I forgot about that. I feel like that was pretty early on. That was. That was the first time when you guys were like, oh my gosh. Jake hadn't seen like the morning sunrise yet at that point, I don't think. You're right. Because you only see it for seven weeks out of the year when you do this shift. Gosh, By the way, long one. somebody did ask me, and this is good, in this radio divorce that we are, uh, and we're going through litigation right now, it's so far, Kevin, we've been very civil. And our, I was say, it's mutual. Our divide of assets has been very civil, but... Um, you and get this- sleep, I get Mark. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> that is correct, by the way. But who gets um, to sleep with Mark? What? <laughs> okay. I didn't agree to any of that. <laughs> okay. Now, somebody asked who gets educated and who gets entertained. Oh, boy. Well, I would say you are probably the, the latter. I'm probably the former. Really? You think I'm more entertained or I'm more educate? And well, do you more educate or do you more entertain? I, I, I guess random bits of education. That's a. I mean, when it comes to football, you definitely educate. Three Musketeers. <laughs> Does that fall in the entertainment or the education category? That, also, it depends on whether we're talking about the candy bar or the Three Musketeers. Was what was that a book? 
It's a movie. I don't know. Well, I know it's a movie, but I mean, it's a movie. Most <laughs> movies know. are based on a book originally, right? We got some fan tweets from Saturday's preseason game to get to. We'll share those thoughts. But, Mark, I'm a little nervous. You said this is a real human. Apparently, this isn't a bot on the... Brian is real, and he wants to talk Notre Dame basketball, and you ignored him the last time. I, I did not. I was... Brian, I apologize, man. I didn't think you're real, and I'm not sure if you are real. So, good morning. Yeah, it's, it, it's disrespectful, Kevin. <laughs> I mean... I get, try to give a break for the Jonathan Taylor stuff. Indie basketball in, and kind of got shut down. So I had, to, I had to hang up on you, brother. You're a legit Notre Dame basketball fan, Brian. Notre Dame football, Notre Dame basketball, man. Let's you know, both go. both Irish and uh, follow IU as well. But uh, reverse we jacket, baby. Yeah. Last week we got some uh, news with Coach adding Hanover to the uh, schedule, and my best friend's son starts for Hanover. So nice. I thought it was pretty awesome deal we're all going to go up there 10 or 15 of us support his son get to see coach Struess and and watch the game man but it's, i thought it was pretty solid him adding hanover to uh first game of the season for the yeah game. obviously michael shrewsbury having played at hanover november 1st the exhibition game i don't know brian yeah. um you know I, I had to stay up late on saturday night because i had to watch notre dame get a commitment from uh jake you remember nazi muhammad played in the nba for a while He's now, I believe, the GM of the Thunders G League team. His son is named Sir, S-I-R. He committed to Notre Dame. Sir Muhammad. And that's a big sign for them, right? Yeah, he's like a top, top 50 player. Brian, we need a road trip. Hanover game. Let's do it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty jacked, man. We, uh, you know, it's amazing what happens when you go out and recruit for the first time in three years. Preach. So, Preach. You Gosh, know. I can already tell I'm going to like Brian. <laughs> Taking the kids to their first Notre Dame football game this fall too. So. Brian, I'm going to get start to the fall. I'm going to have Mark get your number off air. We can text Notre Dame hoops. Hey, all right? Brian, did you say where did you go to college, Brian? So undergrad went to IU and uh, went out to University of Denver for my master's degree. Oh, so, UD, uh, that's cool. That's good. That's a great school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't they have like a go thank Irish. you, Brian? Don't they have a good like lacrosse program? By the way, Alexander Dumas uh, wrote the Three Musketeers. He, or if you if you watch Shawshank Redemption, uh, Alexander, um, I don't know. Can I say it on the air? No, you're already two feet in. Might as uh, well. The Count of Monte Cristo. It's the Count of Monte Cristo. You know what that's about? It's about a prison break. Oh, we should put that under education too. That's from Shawshank Redemption. Mark, did you get his number? I did get his number. God, I'm so happy. Sir <laughs> Muhammad, this is a little thing about Notre Dame basketball because I know we don't want to bore the listeners too, too much here. Um, Notre Dame has... Oh, why, why worry now? They have an NBA GM son on their roster. Do you remember Calvin Booth who yes. played in the league? Uh, he was a Penn State guy, right? Right. So his son, Kerry, is going to be a freshman at Notre Dame and then Nazi Muhammad's kid committing. I would like to think that that's a pretty good impression of what NBA people think of Michael Shrewsbury. If, yes, you were, if you are the GM of the Nuggets, the champion team, and I would say the Thunder have obviously acquired a lot of young talent, um, that's a pretty good reputation Michael Shrewsbury has in the NBA. Would you say that, this, that Thunder is more um, aptly thought of in song to the Imagine Dragons or Garth Brooks or uh, ACDC? Oh, ACDC. Uh, yeah, certainly ACDC. I would say probably maybe for the crowd of 30 or younger, um, Imagine Dragons. Uh, Kyle joins us. On the program. Kyle, hi, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I had a couple ideas for Jake's uh, new show, for the <laughs> okay. name of the new show. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Okay, so I got I got three. The first one would be uh, snoozing with Jake. <laughs> now, okay. They, they've uh, already the named one. the show, by the way, just so you know, Kyle. Oh, I, I figured as much. I just thought uh, no, but I like, something happened. Keep the ideas and, uh, going, Kyle. I like the ideas, yep. Come on. Yeah, the next one would be uh, the afternoon PBR with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, like that. I like that one. And then my best one would be the actual wake-up call for Jake Query, <laughs> the midday show. So we have the wake-up call in the mornings, KB and Andy, but the actual wake-up call for Jake comes at noon. So, Kyle, let me yeah. ask you this, I, be, and I'm, I, I need you to be serious. Is it, was it that obvious when I was on the air that I was asleep the whole time? Uh, I don't know if you want me to be honest with you about that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I didn't think so. I think you guys do great. I've listened to you guys pretty much every day for the last, I don't know, 18 months or so. And uh, I single-handedly tried to boost your uh, mid-market shows by uh, listening to you on my work phone, my personal phone, and on my uh, radio. So, Kyle, you deserve a PBR. Whenever we have that party, which will probably be in about 15 years, Kyle, you're going to be right up there having a having a PBR. Kyle, they tell me that last week we went flying past Bettendorf in the rankings, so we, we appreciate it, right? You helped us oh, out. good. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, anything I can do to make the help you guys out, I appreciate it. You guys are good guys. I appreciate all you guys do for uh, keeping my mornings entertaining, so... Big fan of you guys. Well, Thank I appreciate you, it. it Hopefully, you'll uh, stick around and, and check us out at noon as well. We'll have try to have the same amount of fun at noon. The but snooze button with Jake Query is that what we're calling it? <laughs> well, I think you combine the afternoon PBR with the snooze, and that, that could be a dangerous afternoon duo, right? You know, there. Uh, Derek White, who was my spotter, we had a lot of fun over the weekend. Uh, he he actually brought a can of PBR for me to sign, and he wanted you guys to sign it as well. Oh, okay. wow! I, but and then I realized that. You can't do that because if you have a, a can that's signed, you, you, then you don't want to open it. And the point of the PBR is to open it, right? Are we going to have the PBR party? We have four days left oh, yeah, to get this I kinda in. I kind of got right? in trouble last time with beer at at, at IMS, so <laughs> I might I might hold off on putting Sharpie to. I mean, I feel like can. we could do it. We just have to do it on our own. Did you end up getting put in the control chair for that, Kevin? I, was, I think I was in timeout over Memorial Day weekend there. <laughs> uh, you guys have a favorite tweet from what Mark sent out last night about the uh, fan tweets of the game? Is it rude of me if I tell you that I was at the Speedway and I didn't get a chance to see it? Let me pull up what I saw. I, I liked a few of them. Mark, Mark's in now late. I did. Well, I got back from the State Fair and you're like, hey, you should send a tweet on. I'm like, okay, let me do that real quick. Uh, my favorite from Aaron, poor, poor Alex Pierce. <laughs> he is really strong. He had a it, that. I mean, it was right in the bread basket, man. And, and the thing, you know, for those people that have been out at Green Park. we have Park, that clip, Mark? I, I Anthony And audio. Ah, we can play that one, right? Well, I said earlier that I thought the best throw Richardson had on Saturday was the Granson one. I know a lot of people are like, well, what about the Alec, Alec Pierce one? God, I almost said Alex Pierce. Um, that's a throw we see him make all camp long. Like He has been so on the money anything down the field. It's more of those balls kind of in that you know, 10 to 15-yard range where it's like, oh, that can get a little erratic. And I thought the one to Granson over the middle, after he had kind of had a couple errant throws before that, I thought that was his best throw of the day. Here's an excellent point from Chris on Twitter. Uh, since Query wouldn't host a show at his graduation ceremony, then he can't be Educate. With Bowen and Hollywood actor Mark, they get to keep Educate and entertain. Mm. Okay. Aaron, I near, nearly choked on my chewable pills when you asked who gets to sleep with Mark. <laughs> uh, delusional IU football Those aren't fan. Pillows. We don't need Jonathan Taylor. Was that your takeaway from Saturday? Should that be like a takeaway him. from Saturday? 
Jonathan Taylor would help in one area. And that is that if you want Anthony Richardson to be able to learn how to play against defenses, you want to kind of you want to keep defenses honest to give him as many open lanes to assess and review as possible. And that happens when Jonathan Taylor's in the backfield. Jonathan Taylor would also be able to get them some first downs and extend some drives probably and get home run plays. Jonathan Taylor, what he brings to the table outside of that are things that are totally unnecessary this year. And that is wins. The Colts don't care about wins this year. Sure, you want to win games, but the Colts this entire season, entire season, what did the Pacers say last year, this time a year ago? The Pacers came out, held a press conference, basically. Got together with everybody that covers the team. Said, hey, do you want to come over to the the field house? We're going to have a, a an open lunch, finger food. Yeah, we're going to suck. And, and we're going to tell you right now, like our goal this year is to mesh together and to build our young players, and we're going to lose a lot of games. We're going to try to be entertaining when we lose, but we're going to lose a lot of games. Just win 30, baby. And the Colts... Haven't said it, but that's the whole the same thing. Look, we're going to try to be entertaining. We've got a young quarterback that's going to be entertaining, but we're going to lose games. We're not going to win a lot of games. We're not worried about winning. Let me rephrase that. We're not worried about winning a lot of games. Do you need to say that publicly? Like, is that something? That, no. Like, but I, if Jim Mercer came out and was like, "Guys, this is a rebuild year," our fans all I think of a sudden people would like, appreciate the transparency. But I think everybody just knows it, right? Doesn't everybody know that? Yeah, I guess it'd be one thing if Mercer came out and said, "Oh no, we're we're a Super Bowl team," like he. Typically says every training camp. I like this one from Trev. Anthony Richardson makes sausage. <laughs> mine, mine is kind of similar to that Murdog said, the sausage is cooking. Obviously a reference yeah. to Jim Mercer. Yeah. Sausage comment from back earlier in the year. This one from Chet. Uh, this is one that will probably make my head explode come 2024. Chet goes, Caleb Williams watch. Oof. I've said this to a few of my colleagues, and I mean this from a media standpoint, yeah, but I mean it more from like an organizational standpoint. Can you imagine if the Colts go three and fourteen, Anthony Richardson looks awful and they get the number one overall pick? And what Boy. that discourse will be like January, February, March, and April. Do you take Caleb Williams? I think there by the way, I think there are some NFL people that think Drake May deserves to be on the same pedestal as, and that would be the North Carolina quarterback as Caleb Williams. I mean, look at, look you, at, you think of a worst case scenario this season? Arizona had Josh Rosen, right? One year. They punted. And then they took Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, and I think obviously, you know, Rosen played a lot more in college than Richardson did. You know, 10th overall pick versus 4th overall. It's, it's a little different, but that's the thing with Richardson that I think will be that scenario to me is just a wild one. Don't you think if that happens, you got a new GM coming to town to kind of evaluate the roster at that point? Not after a year, though, right? I think it's a I fair question to bring up, Mark and and Jake. I probably am with Jake just because then I think Shane Steichen's a lame duck. Yeah, and I don't think Shane Steichen should be a lame duck like that after one year. But if you bring in a new GM, the GM's going to look at Shane and say, "I didn't hire him." I mean, how many times do you see a GM walk in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep that head coach around? Well, then, if that's the case, would you say, okay, Richardson had a bad year, so let's pair him with, let's give him more talent with Marvin Harrison Jr. 
Or do we go right. with the QB yeah, at that point? Yeah. Patrick you know, tweets out here, trade it for a King's ransom. Mm-hmm. But again, are you passing on, is Caleb Williams or Drake May, are they generational? Yeah, I think Caleb Williams, you also have to take into consideration, and he appears to be an unbelievable talent, clearly, right? That's what he did in Notre Dame, breaking those tackles, keeping plays alive. But he, he does look like a guy that, you know, how much of that is like the riches around him? And how much of that does he play a style in the collegiate game that you can play at the NBA level and be healthy and stay out there? I mean, I guess Lamar Jackson does, right? But um, great player, but that's after a year. Do you punt on Richardson? I Who knows? Mark, feel free to correct me. Um, Jim Irsay collection tickets were given away. Let's clear the phone lines. Yes. So this is to the kickoff, Jim Irsay collection kickoff concert. That is September 8th. September 8th. Yes. And this is for floor seats to the concert. So it's a pair of floor seats given away all week long. Uh, Includes Chris Angel, Ann Wilson of Hart, Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Peter Wolf. And Jonathan Taylor's agent. Right. Well, I don't know if that. he's got the invite, but now, now based on that, and and Wilson of Heart, uh-huh. and then you listed all those other musicians. Uh, surprising, because that means she's not alone, right? Oh God, unbelievable! Mm. Really burning all the bridges. This, <laughs> right. It's only what? Monday, yeah. Friday at ten. Cannot get here quick enough. Mark, let's go <laughs> yeah, call. Then her we go five. golfing. <laughs> let's go call her five for the number of Anthony Richardson on the back of his jersey. We'll do that. Giveaway Jim Mercy collection tickets. Call her number five right now. Three one seven two three nine ten seventy. Joel A. Erickson from the Star joins us in ten. So the bears come. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Coming into town, Mark, did I see Justin Fields threw a couple short passes and guys ran really far with him? Yeah, yeah. Three for three, two touchdowns, like a 60-yarder to DJ Moore, and then Khalil Herbert, one of the running backs, the platoon of running backs they had at another big gain. So solid there. Can't complain. Uh, but, yeah, so far so good. Bears won their preseason opener over the Titans, 23-17. Reese Fountain, former Colt. P.J. Mm-hmm. Walker, former Colt. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of former Colts coming to town yeah. for this joint practice. Ngakwe's there, too, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yep, Ngakwe. Eberflus, they got a couple other guys did on Did Ngakwe play, or is he still good? Getting... I don't know if he did. I don't think he got any re- – I don't believe so. I don't remember seeing him out there. So, again, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, those are evening practices sold out. Up at Grand Park. Uh, Mark, you said we're going to try and get somebody from the Bears on to kind of preview uh-huh. those? Yep, yep. So we got a few few lines out there. So we'll look ahead to that. Again, tomorrow is the final Colt versus Colt practice, if you will, at training camp. It's a 9 a.m. practice. We will be out there to, uh, I guess, be our final show of training camp. That's right. 
One more time for the rooster. Now, the Friday deal, when when we go and we have the golf outing at the back nine. So we're doing the show here, right? Fan in the golf studio outing. and then going We are the doing back the nine. show here. But then that officially at 10 o'clock, uh, we're done. Yeah, we're over. Uh-huh. Right. Done. So, History. So do we ride together or do I drive myself and then the new fella gets in the car no, with you? No, no, you? no. You delete all of your Instagram pictures that have me in it and <laughs> I do the same with okay. you. And then um, we don't talk. Mm-hmm. The restraining order goes in at 10.15, right? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. And then I step outside the building like, where's my ride? Everybody left me. <laughs> and Andy will pick up Mark. Yeah. Andy Sweeney, by the way, he will be there. That is the new morning uh, co-host of myself. I saw on his Twitter profile he labels himself as a gas bag. Mm-hmm. Can we look that? Mark, can you look up the definition of a gas bag? Sure. Do you think that's in the dictionary? Or is that slang? Uh, I, I believe it's slang. A person who talks too much typically about unimportant things. Well, that sounds like the guy we have right now from 7 to 10. Are we getting a clone? I can't. So it's literally. <laughs> hey, what are the three musketeers names? In the dictionary there. Uh, so Andy's going to be joining us again at some point. You're the one mispronouncing the three musketeers. At some point this week, he will be joining all three of our shows, I believe. And then in full capacity. Who would you up say are the three most famous people from Xavier? week from tomorrow. David West. Byron Larkin. Are those the three musketeers? The three biggest? You named two. They still don't do football, Xavier, right? Uh, who's What's the name of the kid from Stanley Burrell from Ben Davis? Justin Cage? They had a lot of... Boy, Justin Cage from Pike. He was good. Remember they... they um, Frank Robinson? Didn't they almost beat Ohio State with Odin and Conley in the tournament? I think that's right. Oh. Game going overtime? Rachel McAdams. Boom. Really? There's one right Xavier there. product? Uh-huh. Wasn't uh, like Bill Murray's son on staff? They always would show Bill Murray in the crowd. I think that's right. Shout out to we one know of my Kevin's been Holton Witchker, proud so Xavier, Division three, One rugby player. There are more than three Musketeers, is what we're getting at, right? Yeah, okay. there's three Musketeers and what a Rachel exactly McAdams. is a Musketeer? Is that like a like a pirate fella? Joel A. Erickson from the SAR. He joins us next here. Kevin and Clary. Like, a, like do they carry a long sword type thing? All right, let's head to the Payless Liquors Hotline. His Brewers have all but clinched the NL Central. What? Plenty of season left. Not what? even in September. Mark, have you ever heard of a jinx? Come on. You just want you do want to wear the tank top again, I think. I thought I had gotten some compliments. There were some females in Hamilton County that that, that commented on yeah, okay. it. I I'm not gonna lie. Joel A. Erickson joins us now from the star. Joel, have you rocked that tank top since I wore it last? Uh yes. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang Big on. go-to for Joel. He was at the. You were at the anchor bar on Friday night in Buffalo, wearing it, asking them to turn to the Brewers game. Uh, listen, here, here's the thing. A tank top's like a handkerchief. You loan that to a buddy, it's theirs. There's no coming back, right? Jake, I'm a skunk. Uh, I mean, I don't care how much Purell, sanitize, like whatever. Zero chance. You wear my tank top, I'm never putting it on again. Well, Joel's just a different, considerate human, and it, sharing is caring, is what is what we say to Rosie Bowen. So, Joel, thank you for for being a great share. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that, that's what washing machines are for, right? Thank you. I mean, yeah. I mean, the NL Central is over, right, Joel? Brewers, would, would you Would no. you wear another guy's boxers? No, the, NL Central is, the NL Central is not over. Three and a half so, up, so. month and a half to go. Great pitching. It's over. Brewers have Brewers have Dodgers, Rangers, Twins coming up, and the Cubs are playing no one. 
I'm I'm very concerned about the Chicago Cubs. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. But you aren't concerned about the Reds? Joel, do you think the C on the Cubs hat stands for Chicago or Cubs? That's I've never been asked that before. I've never considered it. I'm going to go Chicago. Welcome to my life, Joel. But it ends here in a week. Thank the Lord. <laughs> saying. Joel Erickson with worth. us here from the Indianapolis Star. Uh, back from Buffalo. Uh, Joel, I'll leave it pretty open-ended. Um, I thought production-wise, pretty solid from Richardson. I thought the response, I would grade that even higher from the interception. Uh, what were your thoughts on the 29 snaps from the rookie? Yeah, kind of the same. I thought that I thought in terms of some of the misses and stuff that happened early. I think I think the Colts are just going to have to live with those for a little while. You know, some of the uh, off the back foot type of stuff. But in terms of you know, everyone talked about the poise and the way he bounced back, and I thought that was that was big in terms of you know there were other rookie quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, who I think their starts their, their starts to their careers started bad and got worse. His his got better. But I thought the other interesting thing was just, you know, Shane Steichen came into the press room after the game and tried to take responsibility for the interception. Uh, we went in the locker room, and his teammates tried to, um, you know, push blame elsewhere for the interception, saying that wasn't really his fault. And it wasn't entirely his fault. Isaiah McKenzie did make a mistake. Um, but when we got to Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson was like, yeah, okay, that that happened, but... I've got to make a better ball. I've got to throw a better ball. I've got to throw it away. I've got to do something else. And I thought that that was um, as impressive to me as the poise in bouncing back was the the willingness as the quarterback to say, okay, it wasn't perfect, but I still can't make that throw. You know, I've kind of been on this this morning. I asked Joe Wrights this. It was the first time really I had this, like, thought pop into my head. But as I watched – some design run plays for Anthony Richardson. And there's no doubt that that is going to be a, a huge part of his game because of his his athleticism and just his physique in general, Joel. But Andrew Luck was the exact was it not exact, was a similar build and obviously a great athlete. And yet with Andrew Luck it was well, a huge part of why Andrew Luck was hurt all the time was because he he would run the football, and, and he was exposing himself to injury. Why the change in approach in the NFL? Just I think just because, um, you know, the NFL in general is going to take whatever it can get from a player right away, you know. I, I, with luck, I think that the, the passing was so obvious that everyone talked about that as he was coming up, that there was – there was so there wasn't the need for the running game, right? Yeah, and that was, and that's also, I mean, now that we're talking about, that's more than a decade ago that he entered the league. Your running quarterback has become a, a much bigger part of it since then. Um, so that people didn't think about it as much. Uh, now, 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 it's just if if you've got a guy who can run, you run him. Um, I I agree with you. The the injury concern is is obviously there uh, with any running quarterback. I, I the 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 way I usually talk about this when we're in the media room is like I used to cover Auburn, so I've been around Cam Newton some. And if you can hurt Cam Newton, you can hurt anybody. So, uh, and obviously at the end of Cam Newton's career, he did. You know, his career was probably shortened by how much he ran and where he ran for the Panthers early on. So, 
the injury concern is there, but it just seems like the NFL with, with running quarterbacks is like we're we're just going to do it anyway. We we don't we'll worry about the consequences later. And Joel A. Erickson is with us here from the Indianapolis Star. Joel, I want to shift gears to Jonathan Taylor, and again Shane Steichen saying he should be back at camp. I tried to lay out the schedule for our listening audience here over the next couple of weeks, and I'm finding it difficult to pick a date on when Taylor might actually practice. Like, they're going to go tomorrow for an hour against themselves, Colts versus Colts, so I I guess maybe then, but again, I'm not holding my breath. I don't think you would throw him out for the joint practices at all. That would be Wednesday, Thursday, and then again next Tuesday in Philly. If you look at the next two weeks, the only days they practice, again, in a controlled environment with their own teammates is tomorrow, and then I guess maybe next Monday, but I would assume that will be a light session considering it's on the heels of a game, 48 hours away from that Bears game, and then also they're going to board a plane for Philly uh, next Monday as well. If you get to like next weekend, which would be the 26th, all of a sudden you're two weeks out from the start of the season. Um, have you like circled a date or anything where it's like, man, all of a sudden, I, I don't know when he's going to practice, if he's going to be able to have enough practice time to be ready week one, because Taylor is a dude that we saw last year. He's not going to give it a go unless he is, in my opinion, full, full go. I I tried to find a date uh, the last time we had the assistant coaches. DeAndre Smith came, and I was with him, with Taylor and with Moss, really, because Moss is... Uh, arm, you would think he can probably run with that, do conditioning, that kind of thing. Um, so that that six weeks is kind of comes up right around there. And I was asking with both of them, like how much practice they need to have. And I got the, the answer I got back was it's a case by case basis. It's different for different players, which is not a, a great <laughs> great answer for getting a date on the calendar. Um, probably a great answer for a coach, uh, at least from from the way they let it, but. I did try to that out because, especially with Taylor having not practiced at all, um, although, I mean, Moss, I guess, is, hasn't really practiced much either. What, Quentin Nelson, a couple of years ago, um, started the regular season with fairly minimal lead-up time. I don't know. Like, I wonder if it's different for a running back, if it's different for quarterback if it's different for an offensive lineman in terms of that but yeah, but it's like Moss and Nelson had that foot surgery it wasn't he wasn't back for very long and I think he started the season opener right I guess I'm going back to last year when Taylor had such that just weird ankle situation where start stop start stop he doesn't play the last three mm-hmm. games again he strikes me as a dude that like I maybe the contract situation emphasizes this more, Jake, but based off how he handled his own ankle situation last year, I just think he's going to be so hesitant to give it a go unless he feels 110%. And like Zach Moss, I mean, he practiced in the first couple of practices of camp. Right. Like Taylor hasn't been on a field in a practice game setting for nine months now. Yeah, and, and the ankle thing... I, I do... You're probably right. The, the, the fact that he came back and... By, by the carries they were giving him, they thought he was he was fully back, you know, last year, and then he gets hurt again. I, I do wonder how much that plays into it in terms of, you know, I've really got to feel like this ankle is a hundred percent before I go. Um, it's it's hard to know just considering how how much, and it's it's crazy to say this, but how much uh, time we've talked about Jonathan Taylor and how little of it has been uh, marked by us actually talking to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, we don't we don't have a whole lot of answers on some of that stuff from him. 
Last thing on Taylor, I guess, is there anything that you would maybe want to add to the story? I, I, I said in the opening hour, I think both sides are extremely dug in. I don't see this getting to a, a resolution here very quickly. Could be wrong on that, but that's m- my opinion. Again, saying Steichen says we expect him back this week. Uh, anything more to add on the Taylor front? It feels like they're in. I'm with you. It feels like they're in this holding pattern now, and I don't. I don't know what breaks the holding pattern. I don't know if it's the the specter of the regular season. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose. If you're Taylor, you wouldn't want to lose your salary for the season. But I don't necessarily know what the what the breaking point is here. Joel, do you believe that the P on the Phillies hat is for Philadelphia or for Phillies? That's a that's a question for for crack Colts PR man Matt Conti. Is he a Phillies I'm guy? Keep going with the city though, I think I'm going to keep going with the city in these. So the M on Marlins though, didn't they have that before they became the Miami Marlins? It was Florida Marlins, and then they went to Miami Marlins, and they kept the M, although it was F with Florida, so maybe it is M for Miami. I was say there was an F. Yeah, yeah there, there was, was an, an F, F at, one, at point. one point. You know, the F in the, the Falcons logo is actually an F for Falcons. That's, that's also subtle. Um, <laughs> with, with Jonathan Taylor, back to that, number of weeks Jonathan Taylor needs to be on the field to be 100% in your opinion, and is it less about – Taylor getting down pat what he needs to do and more about Richardson absolutely needs him out there to get timing. So I asked Jim Bob Cooter about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, because now it's not just a normal handoff. It's, it's the zone read handoff. It's the read option handoff. We've all seen plays like that go badly when the, the, the running backs and quarterback don't have a feel for what's going on. They have a fumble. And um, in all honesty, I thought Cooter kind of, poo-pooed the idea that they would need a lot of time together on that timing, which kind of surprised me, but he's a coach and I'm not. He was saying, like, these guys are professionals, and that's, uh, he's, he, was, he basically said at the end of his answer, he was like, and, and that's a handoff thing that, like, they just have to be able to do. Um, so, that's that's the way the coaching staff sees it. I, I My initial thought was, you know, with the, with the stuff that I expected them to do with Anthony Richardson, that there was going to have to be some feel and timing and chemistry there even if it was a little bit but he he did kind of poo poo it and make it like hey there's probably gonna be a lot of running backs going in and out they just gotta be able to handle it just a note two poo poo references and a cooter comment in the same answer mark dykton could be taking that audio here um got a busy busy afternoon ahead Mm -hmm. of me yeah uh joel erickson joins us here from the indianapolis star apologies joel for that uh (laughs) <laughs> other other guys of note from Saturday. Obviously, Shaquille Leonard playing, I think, is something that stood out. I thought Josh Downs did a lot of the things we've seen Josh Downs do in training camp. I think Grant Stewart, the linebacker, just made another tackle. Uh, offensive line depth you'd probably put in the negative category. Uh, what else non-Richardson division uh, did you note from Saturday? Um, that We only saw six snaps from the first-team defense. Uh, one of them was nullified by a penalty. Didn't didn't love initially the run defense we saw there. I mean, who knows? It's just six snaps, small sample size, but yeah, poor contain there. Stuff. Yeah, the contain especially that that was the biggest thing to me was that some of the contain was was pretty rough in the in the run game. I thought that uh, this this might go against what, what other people thought, but just because of the, the big play. But I thought that. Alec Pierce getting open in a couple of different ways 
was encouraging. I mean, I know he didn't bring in the deep ball, um, but I, I just I feel like I feel like he was he was he was open a couple times. And one, I thought Richardson missed him, and then obviously he had the he had the ball that popped out, dropped on the uh, on the deep ball. But uh, you know that. That, that was a pretty good Bills. Those are pretty decent Bills corners he was going against. Um, and if you, if you flip it in the small sample size thing, um, I guess the other way for him, it's kind of like, okay, that, that kind of confirms some of the stuff we've seen with him getting open against a, a much better, much more established secondary. Um, yeah, and that's – and then the, the other thing I keep wondering is with corner – Darius Rush makes that play. He's, he's, you know, it's in the second half. He's playing in the second half. But Gus Bradley did say, I mean, I asked him last week, like, don't you kind of have to, like, wait to start the cornerback competition a little bit until Brent and Rush get out there? And he didn't, he didn't shoot that idea down. So I keep thinking that maybe if there's a position group that, that's pretty open right now, other than, say, tight end, it, cornerback feels like it. And I wonder if we could see some – significant moving in terms of who's playing in first team and second team and third team in this next couple weeks. Jonathan, let's, or Jonathan, I'm speaking, thinking of Jonathan Taylor. Joel, thank you. Four days left, Mark. Joel, let's say that you are a member of the Colts brass and you're listening to this interview to find out how astute we are in, in our pulse of the Colts. What's the one thing that they're saying to themselves – these guys are totally missing it. They're not even talking about X, and that actually is one of our chief areas of concern. But because the Jonathan Taylor is so big, because Anthony Richardson is a rookie quarterback, because Shaquille Leonard's coming off injury, what they're not talking about is blank, which is a topic of concern for us in the building on West 56th. Uh I don't know if offensive line depth falls into that because we've kind of talked about that, um, especially on this show. Uh, defensive line depth, pass rush, how that looks. I'd like to see a little they, more pop from that group. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, that they they felt like that was a position they did address in the off season. Um, in free agency with Abukum and, and Kevin Bryan. And it hasn't been I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the that the, the defensive line has looked dominant in training camp by any any stretch. Um which maybe that's a good thing for the first team offensive line, but I I I just wonder if they'd like to have seen a little bit more juice from them so far. Yeah, and something to note on the O-line depth too, Joel. I said this to Jake earlier in the show. You look at Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, and Ryan Kelly from last year, they combined to play in 50 of 51 games. It's not like those guys were hurt. I mean, you know, you can make an argument maybe they're playing through some stuff, but they were at least out there and available. And I think when you saw, especially that first series when Minshew got in the game on Saturday, you know, those first guys, guys you'd probably label six, seven, eight on your O-line depth, you know, that, I think, is something that has to be concerning. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like every team has great offensive line depth by any means. You saw the Colts' second unit D-line make some plays, too. But given the nature of a rookie quarterback, given the nature of how Chris Bauer views the trench play, I think that's something that would probably be atop that list. Yeah, and it's it's been a topic for a long time now, you know, this, this offseason. 
in terms of I think all of us have been saying there's got to be like some kind of experience thrown in here, uh, a veteran, you know, a Chris Reed type, somebody like that thrown in here at some point uh, or the other. And I mean, until signing Dan Skipper, and maybe that's maybe that's a stretch considering that you know he had some rough starts last year as a guard. He's probably supposed to be more of a tackle. Um, they didn't. They never really made those those plays and in in terms of bringing in somebody like that and you know someone's going to get hurt and and when they get hurt and there someone else has to play we saw last year how um you know obviously Nelson and and Kelly and Smith didn't have their best years but I think I think the genesis of all that was was taking risks at left tackle and right guard and so if if somebody gets hurt and there's a weak link comes that comes in you know what does that do to the overall line again? Are, are you flirting with the same issue of of two spots, you know, making a hole much, much worse than it was expected to be? And that's 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 very concerning for, for I think, should, should be very concerning for everybody, considering that you, if you are going to play Richardson, you'd like to protect him, especially given what Jake was saying earlier about, you know, he's probably going to take some hits in the running game. Let's try to avoid some some hits that we can avoid. All right, last one for me. And again, Joel A. Erickson is with us here uh, from the Indianapolis Star. Um, it was reported earlier today, Joel, the Colts are working out uh, veteran safety Ronnie Harrison Jr. Um, played in the league for you know several years, 223 career tackles, so certainly has a notable resume. You read anything into that in regards to Julian Blackman, a guy that we have yet to see here in training camp, a hamstring injury for him. He has missed all 10 practices. Uh, not necessarily. I, I I think the Blackman the Blackman injury is obviously um, concerning, considering how long he's been out. You know, it's, it seems like his hamstring maybe was on the on the more serious side at this point. Um, but it's it's hard with these tryouts because anybody they're trying out right now is available. Well, every team has ninety guys on their roster, and so some of these tryouts. You know, they, they could be a big deal. They could be due diligence. You know, I, I thought one of the things that was interesting from from Saturday was that Kenyon Drake was the last running back out there. Um, you know, and that was a signing that was kind of accompanied by some fanfare. Um, and he was the last running back out there in in terms of in terms of playing time. So some of these some of these are are updating lists. Some of them are. It, it's hard to tell, especially when there's when there's ninety guys on the roster, how much of if how much of it is just updating lists and kicking tires and how much of it is, okay, maybe this guy can really help us. You know, Joe, the other thing too that you, you can never – I think it's very easy for those of us on the outside to look at rotations in a preseason game and fall in love with the – the notion that, well, this guy was on the field when all the third stringers were in or all the guys that aren't going to make the roster, was so therefore he's in trouble. What we what we never know is whether or not, and, and see if this makes sense, the possibility that the coaching staff, the, the, the scouts, whatever it might be, always want to have one or two adults in the room on the field at all times to then see how the other how how questionable guys gel or respond to actual Sunday players so we might see a guy that's on the field but he's actually out there to kind of be the anchor off the other pieces that they're taking a look at whereas that guy's position is already solidified does that make sense 
Yeah, I I don't know if I've seen that teams do that though. They they ch- tend to stick to their boards. You know, most of the time you're in the, the last the last half of the uh, game, and you're looking at guys who are for the most part probably probably on the outside looking in as far as the fifty three. Because you're right about. I mean, you know, Drake is one that that the thought was when he was brought in that that was an automatic, right? That, that, that yeah. like I mean that he was not in question of making the roster. Yeah, we we talked about him as like an automatic third, you know, third running back that kind of thing and I mean there is chemistry from between a running back and an offensive line for sure that Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson and um have have talked extensively about it in happier times for Jonathan Taylor about how him learning them and them learning him helped what happened in 2021 happened. And, and so to not – Kenny and Jake really hasn't carried the ball a ton even in, on the practice field so far. And so, like, I, I have been taking note of that, that he's, he's there, he's on the roster, he's practicing. But in terms, of the, in terms of the snaps he's getting and when he's getting them, it hasn't, it's not like he's stepped in there right in front of Deion Jackson. Yeah, nothing in the first half for him. Evan Hall with the start and then Deion Jackson in. After that, Jake Funk, I believe, ahead of him as well. Uh, you know, the the Jake Funk is the reason why I would not expect you to wear a tank top after me, regardless of washer or whatever else. Joel, the sympathy laughs are not needed. Despite all your many colognes. I, I, I smell wonderful, and I have a fabulous ability to smell others. That's why the... The, that no. me, the Metro drop you want to play that there mark uh joel apologies for all the roundabouts that we went on here with you over the last 24 minutes but thank you for the time on this monday morning enjoy a little bit of a quieter day and we will uh, see you tomorrow at grand park yep we'll see you out there joel a erickson from the star you know another thing that i've gotten into uh, aside from my colognes and i do have wonderful colognes someone asked if you just opened a beer by the way they go i realize his days are numbered <laughs> <laughs> but literally, what did you right? what did you crack open? That would be an energy a rock star. I'm allowed. Motman says I can have one rock star per day. I am an absolute metrosexual when it comes to shower gels, I don't, skin lotions, hair product. It, it's it's an issue. What's wrong with that? When I, I mean, hear I shower issue, gels, I think you're stealing like the shower gels from hotels. And oh, absolutely. We were bringing them home. The hotel we stayed at in Barcelona, which was fabulous, by the way. Um, and it was not expensive, but it was a beautiful hotel. They had a wonderful uh, scented shampoo and, and conditioner dealio. And we were leaving one of the days, and the little cart was there outside the room. And I thought, oh, well, what do you know? So I just went ahead and, I mean, you know, it's built into the price of the room. Uh, we, we got a, a bottle of that for take-home souvenir. Um I just recently bought, and, and I've, always, I've always usually had this, but... Do you, either one of you guys use aftershave ever? No. Every once in a while, in a, in a blue moon. I bought a bottle of um, Pinot Clubman aftershave tonic. <laughs> sounds wonderful. Sounds like you're in a club downtown Indianapolis. Oh, it's great. And someone's spraying Just a little splash on, on there, and but, it's like being in the barbershop. Yeah, the male-to-female ratio at Clubman. Club, Clubman is the brand. This. Have a mint, too. You know you exactly what I'm floor. talking about. I mean, this is like so old school. I've got to be, I, I'm I'm absolutely like probably 20 years the younger of the average target demo of this particular mm-hmm. product. But you would know the Clubman Pinot line, right? 
I'd like to get maybe a hat or a T-shirt that just says Club and Pano. If you know, you know. Pano, if you know, you know, right? Just fedoras walking through the door. Do you not know right. what I'm talking about? Have you not gotten like a straight razor shave? At a bar? Like, you never gone to 459, yeah. gotten a straight razor uh-huh. shave? Okay, well, it's the stuff they put on you afterwards. The powder? <laughs> they, they have the powder, the talc powder, but then yeah. they also have the lotion. Uh-huh. They, they, they sprinkle it in and they put it in their hands and then they dab it on you. And, mm-hmm. and you feel that crisp, brisk cleanliness. Long five days. We are really hitting our stride here yeah. in this mm-hmm. home stretch. Listen, listen. This this program is about, not program. only is it, and I love that there's nothing I love more though. Like a, a woman walked up to me in the gym and said, I listened to you guys. A woman when I was at the 317 uh, run the other night came up to me and said, I listen to you guys all the time. My husband loves it because now I know a little about sports because I find you entertaining, and Kevin seems like a nice guy. That's what they always say to me. Kevin seems like a nice guy. He knows a lot about the Colts, and he seems like a nice guy. But I think also what they love is the 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 absolute sexiness that exudes from part of this program of talking about aftershave and, and being up kept with things and, and gels and metrosexuality. People like that kind of thing. Personal grooming care is a very important part of what we do on this program, and I think people, when they listen in their car, they say to themselves, "I'm starting my morning feeling clean," and now they're going to they're, they're going to feel clean on their lunch break. Coming from a guy who almost daily would come in, I ain't showered today. <laughs> who you? I don't I don't know that I've ever said that. If, if Kevin's wearing a hat, he hasn't showered. It's the most Jake important part of my day. Showered? No, I I, I do my shower post show. Uh-huh, see, I'm like Kramer. I've got it down to a science. <laughs> the thing that I love the most about this show is me. Well, that's—I mean—that goes without saying, right? I was waiting so, for that. For that, somebody actually—somebody on, on Twitter, somebody sent me a thing and said, "I'm glad you're leaving the morning show because I've never met, met anybody that talks more about how much they love themselves." Wow. I just want to be the best Jake <laughs> right. that I can be, well, which is what I am. Good news for that person; it'll just change to noon to three now, right? <laughs> uh, all right, let's do a morning check down before a pop quiz. And Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Jethro Toll tickets. Yes, Jethro Tull tickets. And that's coming up uh, White River, right? Yes, TCU. Amphitheater, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Parrot tickets. And that's what day is that concert? Saturday? Uh, August 19th. So yeah, it's coming up. That's When is that? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. There you go. Colts Bears, and then boom. Hell yeah. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. I feel like this is a pretty good description of what happens when some of these uh, college programs go on their international tours. You see Purdue basketball is doing one right now, Jake. Yeah, didn't they? They just played a country or team that I'd never heard of. Well, I, the teams, I've never heard of any of these. Uh, yeah, country-wise, I don't know. I thought they were like Germany and Austria. Is that what it is? I thought they were mainly over there, but uh, I think they're one of their last games is today, and this is the update from Purdue men's basketball. Roster notes out. Miles Colvin, passport mishap. And oh, then, oh boy, game will be slightly delayed due to traffic. <laughs> Hold on, passport mishap. Now he's over there, though, right? Right. I would guess, and I know nothing about it. Miles Colvin was obviously on the U nineteen USA team right. earlier. Uh, so, I, is there an, a certain amount of days you can maybe use your passport? I don't think so. I, I, that would be my only guess on on that. Unless end. the maybe the passport. The expiration date is like before, he had to get back before it expires? Because he has played for Purdue yeah, over that's there. What I mean. Like if he's over there, what's the passport? Do you, 
It's like nothing sums up the international trip like, yeah, we got a passport issue and we're going to be delayed because we're know, stuck in traffic. Is that a worse feeling than being overseas and having a passport yes, mishap? I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the worst feeling. The worst feeling is if you go to Europe with your passport, as I mentioned before, and you enter, and then you go to another country in Europe and you realize that because you're in the European Union now, they only stamp it upon the first country you go into. And I'm in other countries and I'm like, I want a stamp. I want a stamp to say that I was in as a souvenir, the souvenir stamp. They don't do it now. Total buzzkill. I have, start yelling at the employees. <laughs> well, I try. I'm Jake Query. Damn it! I want a stamp. Yeah. NFL Combine round two here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can stamp the Reds squarely in the wild card race. I don't know. It's maybe three and a half back is not that much. They don't play the Brewers the rest of the year. But Cubs and Reds three and a half back now in the NL Central here as we reach the midway point of August. If you look at the wild card, it is very very crowded. The Marlins currently hold the last wildcard spot by half game over the Cubs and Reds. So, in my opinion, that's where the attention lies here as we get to the uh, the final races of the MLB season. Are the Marlins the most obscure multi-world series winning franchise of the last 25 years? Oh, yeah, easily. Especially considering it was two completely different era, like teams in which won those two World Series. Yeah, I mean, compare like the Yankees last decade from a World Series yeah. standpoint to, I guess, the Marlins. You got to go back a little bit longer than that, though. I, I love Josh Beckett back in the day and Dontrell Willis. Beckett was a good player. Willis was a good player. One of the, was it LeVon Hernandez that was there? Matthew says, save us, Kevin, unless Jake is willing to share the cologne. We need to move on. What do you mean? Well, I'll happily share the cologne. I've got plenty to share. What kind would you like? What, what what's your what's your flavor? Math, Spritz Math, in the air, and you have to walk through yeah, it. I mean, Matthew, send Jake your address, and I mean, I mean, do you, you want? You have some cologne do, what, at your doorstep. I mean, are you are you? Do you like a, a cool, refreshing scent? Do you like more of a musky scent? Do you like an outdoor wilderness scent? Do you have any you Salvatore like, Dali or anything like that? I do. Oh. What was the scent over Put at IMS? Splash on and go and walk my uh, pet ant eater, which is what Salvador Dali had. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that, did you? No, I know that's Pete Rose's cologne. That's all I know. You said musky scent. I was thinking of a different musk what? sound or a smell, I should say, from uh, the crowd at the Brickyard. The Salvador Dali cologne, by the way, lasts for a long time. You know why? Persistence of memory. That's exactly what it has. What was that you were saying about IMS, Kevin? Uh, give us the rundown there. You you are not a uh, a believer of the 120,000 attendance over the weekend? I mean, that seems high. I thought, you know, the attendance for the IndyCar race was, was good. Sorry, yeah, then the rains came, so that probably didn't help for the Xfinity race. I mean, I thought there were probably 40,000 people there yesterday, 35 or 40. Hard for me to say, though, it, it, in fairness, and I'm not saying this to be a company man, I'm in turn two of the Oval, and the predominant seating is along the main straightaway and turn four. And I was not in that area. So I, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, truth be told. Um, but it was a good weekend of racing. Scott Dixon winning the IndyCar race and then Michael McDowell winning the cup race. I see like the fewest cautions since 2012 in a NASCAR race. Yeah, that was, I mean. That's a wild stat. I was sitting there. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Like, like towards the end, I'm like, okay, I, I've been in this position before where the last five, la- five laps took 45 minutes. Like, let's just let's just go. And they, they finished it. Solid race. A lot of drama IndyCar-wise this weekend. Trackside will be a must-listen to. That's coming up on Tuesday at 7. The Fever give up 100. They lose on Sunday as they round out a three-game home stand. All right, it's time for the pop quiz. Let's get Jethro toll tickets we are giving away. That is coming up next. 317-239-1070. I think this quiz looks doable. It's not often you say that, actually. I feel like if you paid attention to the weekend, the first three, I think, are very doable. I quizzed Derek... Four or five, though. Show listener Derek, who was my spotter, um, yesterday while we were sitting up in the perch in turn two, I did show trivia for him. The one question he did not know, where did Mark Dykton go to college? Ooh. Well, that's a bit of an ego shot right there. (laughs) I don't know that we talk about your college experience as much as we do the other... Two of us, though. Let's go Greyhounds. That's true. There I don't know go. many. Thank, gra- you. Thank you, Kevin. How many Greyhound colleges? That's a good question there. I mean, Carmel and UND, obviously, from a local standpoint, you probably hear that nickname, but Mark, am I missing I mean, the, the other Saluki, Aren't Salukis kind of a hybrid of, of Greyhounds somehow? I know it's not Greyhounds, but. It's very similar colors, I yeah. think, Southern Illinois and. Oh, Eastern New Mexico. Oh, duh. They're the Greyhounds? Obviously. Michigan Tech, St. Cloud State. Oh, they're good at hockey. <laughs> a bunch of Greyhounds on ice? Yeah. Okay. Jacob, number one through eight. Well, for Greyhounds in New Mexico is random, too. Uh, one through eight. I'll go with uh, number five. Numero Cinco, Mark Dykton. Chris. Chris. Yes. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm good. Chris, did you call because you wanted the tickets or because you want to test your brain? I actually want the tickets. Chris, how old a fella are you? Respect the honesty. Uh, I'm, I'm old enough to appreciate Jess Toll before uh, his voice went away from him. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what it's actually going to look like this, this time around. Uh, Chris, are you familiar with 
Clubman, uh, I guess it's Pinot Clubman talc shaving, aftershave powder slash lotion? Like, I am not. Thank you. I am not. I don't uh, I don't dabble into some of the more eccentric uh, toiletries that you do. <laughs> eccentric uh, toiletries. Have you been to a Chris, barber? that was the most politically correct Chris, Chris, <laughs> response I've ever Chris, heard. have you ever gotten a haircut? Of course I have. Do they shave your the back I, of your neck when you get a haircut? This is my favorite caller in the history of the show. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. When they do, yeah. do they do they put the talc powder on the little brush and and slab it on the back of your neck and or a little bit yep. of like a kind of an alcohol thing that has a slight burn for a that, split second? That was so long ago. I suppose yeah, they might have, but okay. uh, I uh, these days I just put a little lotion on there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the eccentricities of my toiletries. Jake is dejected here at 940 on a Monday. Uh, all right, Jake, why don't you throw number one at Chris? Chris, how long have you been a communist? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, question number one for you, Chris. Michael McDowell won yesterday's Verizon 200 on the IMS road course. It is his second career win in the NASCAR Cup Series. I'd say he's done pretty well, and he has two big ones. What was his other Cup Series win? The Brickyard 400, the Southern 500 at Darlington, the Daytona 500, or the Save Mart 350 at Sonoma? Uh, Daytona. Okay. All right, Scott Dixon here on number two. He repeated, as the winner of the IndyCar Gallagher Grand Prix in the IMS Road Course on Saturday, Chris. Dixon extended his IndyCar record streak of seasons with at least one race win to 19 seasons. The NASCAR Cup Series record is also 19 straight seasons with a win. Who holds the Cup Series record? Richard Petty, Kyle Busch, Ricky Rudd, or David Pearson? Bush. Nice. Chris, what high school did you attend, by the way? Uh, Southwood High School in Wabash County. Okay. Sure, I've passed it. Chris, are you, uh, were you valedictorian there? No. Boy, no, not very stretch. I was a, a semi-slacker. I, mm. I took all the right courses, but I didn't uh, achieve very highly in any of them. By any, just out of My curiosity. Was valedictorian. Who was valedictorian? My brother was oh, okay. seven years before me. W- w- was your nickname in high school Harry Neck? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, question no. number three here. Uh, Saturday night Colts game. Who was the Colts' leading rusher? Uh, the, okay. Ooh, let me. Ooh. Sorry, Scotty is Scotty's all over <laughs> me here. Scotty was. <laughs> the Colts fell to the Bills twenty three nineteen in Saturday's preseason opener. Sorry. Who was the leading rusher in the game? Jordan Mims, Evan Hole, James Cook, or Dion Jackson? Jackson. Okay. Look at this. Number four. As I said, I thought it was doable. Ellie De La Cruz hit his 10th home run of the season in the Reds' Game 2 win last night in Pittsburgh. Chris, it took De La Cruz just 58 games to reach 10 homers and 15 stolen bases for his career. Only one player since 1900 has reached those marks in fewer games. Was it Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Mike Trout, or Dave Winfield? Wow. Did you guys talk about this? We did not. We did not. The first three we did, but the fourth one we did not. Give me the, the options again, please. Bonds, Mays, Trout, or Winfield. If you weren't three for three, I'd be throwing some hints at you. Hmm. Well. If you get it right, you might get a big head about it. God. Winfield, Winfield is the outlier, but I don't know about the stolen bases aspect of that. Uh... Bonds. You're going with Bonds. I, 
I have personal reason to go with Bonds. Go with Bonds. Okay. I don't know if you heard, Jake. But Question ahead. five. Brianna Stewart scored 42 points in the New York Liberty's win over the Fever uh, yesterday. Stewart set a WNBA record, collecting her third 40-point game of the season, the most in one season. Two of those 40-point games have come against the Fever. Only one WNBA player has more than three 40-point games in her career. Is it Cynthia Cooper, Elena Deladon, Diana Taurasi, or Maya Moore? Taurasi. No hesitation on that at all. Unbelievable. Chris, uh, screw your brother. You're the valedictorian. Come on. Let's Look go. at the big brain on Chris. Hey, I, I said I felt like this is doable. Chris, that was darn impressive. I, Chris, yeah. I think in the time that I've done this show, this is only the third time I think that somebody's gone five for five. Right? And it helps that you gave him question four. I don't think he I, heard I don't think that. he heard it. Because you he, he, give me question four? What's that? How did you give me question four? Chris, now he's Chris, fired up. I love it. Chris, I favorite caller in the pop I gave quiz. you the hint, Chris, saying that you might get a big head if you get it right, and I was playing off the fact that Barry Bonds now right. wears a size that, 11 hat. That went completely over my head. Mark, yeah, play it. That's five for five, Chris. In my five, opinion, that sucks. Oh, not at all. Five for five. Chris, nice what job, music. man. Nice job. Chris, can you do me a huge favor? Is Chris still there? He's, yeah, he's there. Chris, will you do me a huge favor? Um, yep. It appears as though because you had asked the question if we had talked about one of the questions earlier in the show, so that would indicate that you had been listening for a while this morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. And that's very much appreciated. Obviously, I know that you will continue listening to these guys next week, but will you listen at noon as well when I'm doing the noon show? Because I think I'm going to need a lot of help in the beginning. I, I will try, Jake. I will try. <laughs> noon is not a, as good a time for me to listen, but I will try. All right. Well, I very much appreciate Chris, it. Chris, congrats, man. That was impressive. That was. Five for five to lead off the week. We'll do it one final time, Mayor Kevin and Quir. I should start a consulting firm. Because somebody just sent me a thing. Hey, Jake, I haven't worn a cologne since high school, but my wife would like me to buy one. What would you recommend? I said, well, what do you, you know, what do you like? And now, and now we're honing in on what would be a nice cologne. Someone that smelled you a whole lot this weekend and actually is going to join us now. Let's head to the Payless Liquors hotline. Uh, Derek, how did Jake smell this weekend? Uh, he smelled like the ocean from um, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> we, hey, listen, I, I was doused in because Derek, and this is by the way, uh, Derek, who was my spotter this weekend. 
and I, I told Derek, I said, at the very least, I will promise that we'll try to have a lot of fun. Um, I had never been in that broadcast. That's a new broadcast location for us in turn two. So, Derek, I probably smelled like sunscreen because I packed it on because we're basically just up there. As we were like four layers from the sun, right? No cover at all on the roof. Yeah. On the rooftop, literally on the rooftop, no De- cover. Derek, what do you think? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not one that is a huge heights person, so that probably would be something that stands out to me. But what do you think of the view? What do you think of the race, all, all the racing, I guess I should say, and just the whole experience? Well, uh, well, first I just want to thank Jake for putting this together and uh, Dylan Murphy from Back Hall. And um, I had no problem donating the money. It goes to the good cause at Riley. So that's first of all I want to say. Jake was a gracious host. I didn't get to go to all three days. I went Friday and yesterday. I didn't get to go Saturday. I had another event I had to go to. But um, as I was telling Jake, I used to watch these races as I, when I was a kid in Mississippi. I mean, Indy 500, the um, the NASCAR races. I used to watch all those. Um, but basically, going this weekend kind of made me rekindle my love for racing again. So awesome experience. It was priceless. Um, I'm just thankful that this was put together and I was able to participate in it because I told Jake it was a I mean it basically became a bucket list item that I didn't knew that I wanted you know it's funny because during it Derek as we were calling the race you know and I appreciate that you stayed invested the whole time because it can get a little bit mundane at times you had the scanner on and you were listening to it and um you know at one point I said to you I go so like is what you're hearing like what you're actually seeing because it, it kind of kept me honest right to know that you were there and you could critique what i was doing but i do think that people probably think that what we do is more involved than what it is there's really not a whole lot to it you know what i mean well well um i guess from my perspective just the number of people that are involved in putting that together i guess putting it together and you being uh, an expert so long like i just was surprised how quickly short notice there plugged in and ready to go like five minutes you're ready to go pretty much yeah it's an amazing so operation that I, I enjoyed and again this week is but, um, this weekend was unique jake because you guys are involved in nascar jake is a celebrity everybody knows him i felt like i was either a bodyguard or a groupie <laughs> <laughs> oh, hardly that. Well, Derek, as I told you, um, and I will make it official here on the air, uh, you paid very generously in that donation to Riley Hospital. It was very much appreciated. Which is awesome, um, Derek. Yeah. And, and we had the three days, and I could tell that you enjoyed it. So as a result of that, uh, I will let everybody here know, I'm going to credential you for the road course race, uh, the, the IndyCar Grand Prix that takes place in the month of May, and that will get you credentialed for the entire month. So uh, if you enjoyed it this weekend, then we'll have fun in the month of May during the practices for the 500, and then all the festivities of the 500 as well. So you got to buy one, get one. How's that? Hey, that works for me. I will, right. I will be glad to be there. We had a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate Derek, it. Great work, man. That, uh, that's awesome that you donated that, and uh, I'm sure it was an awesome, awesome experience. I appreciate you calling in. Oh, no problem. I will see you guys on Friday. Let's do it. Back nine event coming up on Friday. Well, thanks for the 18-pack of PBR, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Look at that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Mark was uh, cashing those on Friday afternoon as we were rounding out last week there. So uh, Thank that. You, Derek. Pretty darn cool, especially Jake. You know, for someone like outside, you know, wasn't born here necessarily. I mean, I mean, it was a 
in comparison to 98% of the kids that are at Riley, Max went there a few weeks ago for a very small, small procedure. Just the fact that we have a place like that right here. Oh, un- undoubtedly. Um, Boy, it's just something that I you, you don't take for granted at all. Um, so thank you, Derek. And by for, the way, one of the things that. I learned about Derek, Derek is a veteran, uh, served in the U.S. Army, and served two years, was down in Texas, and went into the National Guard as well. So uh, the Reserves, excuse me, uh, after that. So uh, certainly appreciate that. And I noticed you know, during the pre-race festivities, uh, all that goes into – just with the military pomp and circumstance, you know, he obviously stood at attention at that. So we did have a lot of fun. You, you never know when you put up those things for auctions. I've never had a bad experience with the people that have spotted for me, but it's always been people that are pretty appreciative of it. And it's just, like I said, you're basically, we just hang out. We just hang out and have fun. And Derek didn't even um, eat all the snacks I brought. So I got to bring some home. Speaking of fun, we'll be back at Grand Park tomorrow. It'll be our final show from Westfield. Again, the Colts will have practice number 11 coming up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. We should have a player joining us early in the show and the joint practice with with the Bears Wednesday and Thursday evening. Everybody have a great Monday. Stay dry. We'll talk to you tomorrow.